And we're live for another week of the Park Up Podcast. We're back. Episode three. And uh, I've got good news and bad news. The bad news is Jack's not here because he's eating sashimi in Potts Point. What a grub. Yeah. Unorganised, uncommitted. What more can I say? But the good news is Brad's here. Hi, Brad. Hey. How you going? Good, good thank to, you. Good to be here. And the other good news is we've got the older brother of Jackson, the older and wiser Xavier, some would say, <laughs> Cleveland Xavier making his debut. Welcome. Thank Woo. you very much, boys. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> it's good to be on. Friend yeah, of the podcast. <laughs> Friend of the podcast. Um, so we're gonna, we've gone back to the original format of the podcast, episode one. So we're going to roll through some PGA and some golf, jump into some American sports, Bring it back. Actually, then we're going to jump into the Formula One. Cleve's a Formula One fan, so he's going to give us some good insight, I hope. Oh, I would hope so, but, you know. <laughs> See how we go? My opinion is just that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to roll into some NRL before jumping into the other segments, a little bit of the Commonwealth Games, but we'll do a wrap-up when that, that finishes up. Moments of the week, things you don't know but probably should know, non-sports edition, there's only one point, but I'm sure we'll think of something. And some quick fire questions. So. Bang. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, we'll start with the PGA. Tony Finau wins Rocket Mortgage Classic. Second straight PGA Tour victory. What do we think? Two in a row. Unreal. He's done well. He's done very well. The man, the myth, the legend. It's, it's come so close so many times. And then the last two weeks in a row, bang, bang. It's got to be the high point of his career thus far. Oh, Definitely. And he gets a lot of stick for his swing as well. Yeah. His swing has gone through some changes that I've seen, a um, couple of videos. He was – I was actually just um, watching it on TikTok and he was going through the process of um, bowing his wrist too much. That way, getting to the ball, open club face, pushing it right. Um, so he's, he's worked on that, um, drawing it back in. So, yeah, he's done, he's done very well. And like Cleve said, I think he, this is his highlight. Yeah, yeah. which is awesome. Very nice. Um, Rocket Mortgage Classic, I was saying to Cleve before we jumped on, he shot 24 under, I want to say. 26. 26 under. 26 under. Isn't it crazy that, like, the the course difficulty, because you go back to a couple of weeks ago and Cam Smith with a one with an 18 under. Uh, I think it was 20. 20 under. 20 under 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 in the end. Yeah, 20 under, uh, Cam Young coming in at 19 under. And then Rory at 18. Actually, what a difference shout, in course shout, difficulty. Shout out to Cam Young because he came second in that as well. Yeah, yeah, under. yeah. 21 under. So he, he's, he's done well. He's playing well. He's playing good. Yeah, I think um, you and Jack gave him a bit of a rap the other week as well. So good to see. Good to see the guys with the average names. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, every, is like, the everyday name. Well, Jack was saying that it was a name that you forget. It It doesn't. Roll off the tongue like a nah. Tony Finau, like you know. <laughs> that's that, a good that's, name. That, yeah, that name is just like awesome. Yeah, like, like a Cam Young. No, no good, no good. Yeah. But he's <laughs> no, playing I well. He's playing well. So. I, w- I wouldn't say no good, but it's uh, <laughs> could do better. <laughs> <laughs> Be better. <laughs> and, uh, a, name, a name like Tony Finau just screams character and personality, and he's got that in spades. He's um very well spoken. Yeah. Very well spoken. I love it when the first thing they say when they jump on is, 
like shout out to my family and friends, blah, blah, blah. And he was very, very humble. So full credit to the boys. Full credit to the boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, no, he's he's just a he's just a straight up good bloke. Yeah. 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 No, it's good stuff. Uh what other what else jumped out at you from the Rocket Mortgage Classic fellas? Um, Patrick Cantley had a just unbelievable fourth round. Not enough to get the job done, but you know, there's a reason he won the FedEx Cup last year and I guess he's showing he's in the running for it again. What did he finish at? Uh he finished twenty one under but had six under on the last round. <laughs> yeah. Had a cracker. Good had stint. Cracker. Good stint. <clears throat> Tony Finia birdied uh, hole 10 whole, the whole week, which was a massive, massive turning point, um, extending his lead. And then bogey the 11th, but cemented his win by birding the 12th, 14th and the 17th. So yeah. just crazy, crazy golf, crazy. Some good wedge shots in there from the highlights we watched just before jumping yeah. on. Actually, I can't, I can't remember what hole it was, but there was. I think Patrick Cantley was playing the group in front, or the one in front of that from Finau, and the one of the par fives leading in, and he's got a seven iron from two hundred yards on a par five, and just sticks it to like <laughs> six foot. Wow. How many yards was that? Same. Two hundred, two hundred and five yards. Two hundred and five yards. Three yards per meter. What's that? No, it's not. Know. No, it's not. It's not. It's like one point three or something. It's less yards. than that. It'd be about one hundred and ninety meters. Yeah, so three yards per meter. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's like you got to look that up. Look it up. <laughs> look it up, please. All right, all right, I'm on it. I'm backing myself here. So two hundred yards is one hundred and eighty-two meters. Based on your math, it would have been six hundred. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It would have no, been no. like eighty meters. Yeah, that I'm so wrong. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So what is it then? 180 meters. No, no, no. What's yard into meters? Like so, one, one yard is 0. 0.914 meters. Oh, there you go. There oh. you go. Scrap that. Anyway, I, I, I like the confidence. I know, I know nothing. <laughs> I love the confidence. I'm back to Ruffy there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was that was impressive to watch. Wow. Well done to Tony Finau. Uh, what's what's coming up next? Uh, what do oh, you do? Don't tell me I've stunted the boys. Yeah. <laughs> what is you coming have, up now? You've <laughs> yeah, you've definitely <laughs> have. Go on. Come on. I Move just, those fingers. I, I just Googled PGA Tour and it came up as non-profit organisation. Oh. oh. I don't know about that. Well, we're going to get into that a little. It's a charity, you reckon? <laughs> we, we've got a bit to get into uh, so after this. the Wyndham Championship. Oh, yes. Yes. Country Club. Was reading that. Was reading that today. Um, yeah. How did um did Cam Smith participate in the Rocky Mortgage? Rocky no, Mortgage? No, 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 he's taken some time off. So yeah, yeah they usually well have, deserved. Usually have a break uh, to those. Well, Cam Young, he hasn't yeah. had a break. Well, I think I read something that Cam Smith was going to take like a month or so off because he hadn't been home in three years. He's going to take well, come back here, maybe jump on the podcast. Yeah, friend of the show. Yeah, friend Definitely. of the show. Yeah, he'll yeah. call in later on. Yeah, I I think um. I don't know. I changed numbers, so he might not be able to get through to me. But otherwise, you'll be. Cam <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smith, if you're listening, just jump on the podcast, mate. Yeah, come on, park up podcast. He's actually been quite the feature in the podcast thus far. We've talked about him a fair bit. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, Australia's yeah. best athlete. Australia's best mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it here first on the park up podcast. <laughs> uh, so, bit of, there was a bit of PGA there, but 
Um, I won't say more important news, but we've been pretty big on touching on live golf, PGA golf, whatnot. We're just big on golf. Big on golf. Um, no, no discrimination. So the headline is PGA fighting back, boosting prize money to a record five hundred ninety million Australian dollars. I think that's four hundred eight US. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. Um, so it's an increase, as discovered by our good friend Cleve here, making his debut, already making his mark. Um, it's an increase of approximately. 80 million Australian dollars yeah. in the prize money. Cleve raised a good point earlier. It's sort of like, well, if they've just got this money sitting around, it makes you think like... What have they been doing? What have they been doing? Yeah. They've let Liv get so much momentum. Yeah. Um, it's good to see them fighting back, I suppose, but they're, they're well off the mark compared to Liv as far as prize money goes. Yeah, the, the big thing there is it's prize money, but Liv has been offering guaranteed money. To players for joining Yeah sign exactly. on Sign on Exactly And I think you were saying earlier Cleve It was like There were some events It was like a 5 million dollar increase here And a 12 million dollar increase here A lot of money Don't get me wrong But when you're spreading it Across a prize pool Is it going to be enough To stop guys jumping over to live I'm not so sure mm, Yeah I don't, It's going to be interesting so. to see That's a that's a great point Cleve Like to have money sitting there And, and then offering it Because something else Has popped up and it's more exciting. There just must be plenty there. There has to be. Yeah. There must if be plenty doing, If they're doing that. It's definitely not a non-profit organisation. <laughs> <laughs> Far from it. Far from it. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what sort of effect that has. I don't think from a money standpoint, if it is money that's luring people to live, and in my opinion, it has to be. It's a crazy amount of money. I don't think that's going to make a crazy amount of difference. No. In the grand scheme of things. No, you see, they've already, they're obviously treating it as a real threat to the PGA because of what they've brought in, a bringing in prize money, but then also the um, no-cut events they're doing at the end of the season yeah, as well with the boosted prize money in that. Um, yeah, so. Tyler, we were talking last week when Cam Smith won it. What was the prize money His at the Open? Was it three point? It, it was around that. I think it was somewhere between two and a half and three and a half mil. Right. Okay. So just looking at the live from last last weekend, the I'm going to say this wrong. The Bedminster, Bedminster. That's um, the one. And so Henry Henrik Stenson won that, and the prize money he won that that weekend was four million dollars. Yeah. So there so you go. To take in consideration, the, you're playing in a major who is between like the winner wins between 2.5 and 3.5 let's say in between that and you've got a just a normal tour with the live and he's just won four million dollars yeah and we're talking about a an organization or a sports league whatever you want to call it that has like we said last week ninety thousand viewers cleave actually fact-checked us i think it was closer to a 500k but regardless nowhere near what the pga's got on board no streaming it live on youtube yeah. Imagine when they start to make some money. Yeah. Well, what are we? Four, four tour, uh, four, like yeah, four tours in. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's that was the third one. That was a third one. So that was a third one, and to be throwing that kind of money around, it, it's no surprise that people like players are going over there. Mm. It, you'd be stupid not to. So, so, so the final round stream on YouTube from the badminton star. Uh, had six hundred and fourteen thousand views. 
Wow, Jacko was so wrong. Fifty five thousand. Yeah, yeah. The other one was seven hundred and seven hundred and sixty. Well, I'm glad you fact checked. To, to be fair, that he was closer than me and Matt's five to ten million. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, it, third tour in. So, is it growing? It, did you um, say that's down? That's down. That, okay, that's one day ago. Yeah. Like, so when I looked at the Portland one, that was three three weeks yeah, old. Yep. Yep. And w- again, me and Cleve were talking earlier. It's it's such an easier watch. Like in terms of the way that they set up the team format, it's better for the casual viewer. Um, it do, wait, how long do we work out it goes for before PJ? Well, something that, like nine to ten hours, and yeah. a live tournament's five hours. It's just an easier watch. The whole final round stream goes for five hours and forty-seven minutes. There you go. And there is that many cutaways and stuff in it as well. But a lot of drinking games have come out of it as well. How so? Um, I've seen a couple that was like. One of the announcers just goes climbing the ladder or climbing whatever he says. Anytime they say that, you get a dandy drink. And he says it like every five minutes. <laughs> is that when a player is climbing the ladder? Wow, yeah, cool, okay. because they have the live leaderboard there the whole time through. Yeah. It. So as soon as someone like makes a birdie or something and moves up a spot, they'll be like, oh, this person's climbing the, the totem or... Is this the commentary team that's yeah, doing yeah. this? That is classic. I, yeah. I think they need they need a little run sheet on like what to say next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's another drink down. Yeah. But you know, it's actually I think it's kind of good having that live leaderboard there. Yeah, you know, because they're not focused on one player at all times, so you're probably going to see it. Like you'll get the replay of it or whatnot. But and I, I know we um I know we jump into the live PGA fight or competition whatever you want to call it every week but it's unforeseen in the golf world yeah like times could seriously be changing as far as golf goes professional golf anyway and it's i think one of the big downfalls of it at the moment is kind of how politically aligned it is like you know that was at a trump course the celebrity first tee-off was trump donald trump jr came out and was saying some stuff about um, I think you guys touched on it last week with Henrik Stenson joining Liv and losing his Ryder Cup captaincy. Yeah. And Trump Jr. came out and said, oh, he played like a captain after he won. Mm. Just so like th- t- any publicity, a publicity, sorry, is good publicity. Yeah. It's like it's so different to normal PGA and we talk, we touched on it a couple episodes ago. It's such a, it's such a classy, in inverted commas, sport. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just um, times are times are changing. Times are, time is times are changing. Sorry, yeah, definitely. I think it's more marketable. Like there's, it's just so much more controversy. There's less fucks given, so to speak. Yeah. Well, the the fact that we keep talking about it is that we're going to watch it. It's so you know intriguing. I mean? Like, like it, the the whole the whole battle is the intriguing. More, yeah. The more you hear about it, you go, oh, what's that about? I'm going to go look that up. There you go. There's another viewer. Like yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So, and uh, Tyler and I were talking about this before, um, but just the potential of it and what direction it can take is just so intriguing. Like we were speaking that, like imagine if they did a continent-based tournament where you know you had every continent has a tournament, three teams from each of the continents, like the best three teams join up and play like a 
big final round or something or I know they were talking about relegation. So like imagine if they had like a, you know, football, um, sorry, soccer format where there's your premier like division one and then every division under it and there's promotion and relegation. Yeah, and it just it, it goes back to what we said. It's such an so much easier to watch for a casual fan because you can follow a team, so to speak. Yep. And like you can actually get into that team and you'll be like, oh, I'm going to watch this week because my team might get relegated, mm. for example. Or promoted. Or promoted. So it's the, there's just so much more to it. Um, there's think, more layers to the sport. I think you touched on that. It can, like, because it's so new, it can go in so many ways. Like, oh. There is so many options and they've got the money to back it. So like what Cleve was saying with the continents thing, they've got money to say, all right, we're actually playing here. We're bringing everyone over, you, you know, so. How cool is that concept though? Yeah. Like if they go continent by yeah. continent, like you just latch on to whatever team's closest yeah. to you or whatever team whatever team from your com- um, continent, confidence? <laughs> <laughs> You're from your, <laughs> yeah, continent. Continent. Um, and you just follow it. Yeah. You, you want to see your continent do well. Yeah. That's a cool concept. Yeah. I mean, like, I think if it was just, you know, oh, we're going to throw m- this much money at it and see what works, it wouldn't work. Yeah. But I think these guys are just going to throw cash at it till, you know, it's the biggest thing. And I think I think there's more strategy to it than we yeah. probably give it credit for because, I mean, they're, they're sitting at – 90,000 or 500,000, whatever it may be, viewers. You're like, how, do they, how are they affording this? But there's, a, there's a strategy there. Every event has been sold out. There you go. That's incredible. Like every day of every event. Well, sorry, I'm not so sure about the first one, but the last two sold out. Yeah, and it's going to be astronomical, the growth. Like I reckon, say it was 500,000 last tournament, it'll jump to 700,000, then yeah. one and a half mil. And two and a half mil, I think it's going to be pretty and, incredible. And because they've got so much money to back them, if they have a shit tournament where, yes, that one was 700 and they drop down to 500, they don't give a fuck. No. Like, seriously, they don't, they don't care. Money grows on trees. Exactly right. So It, it grows in the ground and it's drilled out. <laughs> oil. Like Matt said last week, that's a day's That's work a day's, for them. Yeah, it's a day's work. So, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited. But love I mean, watching it from from what I've watched. Like even like the cutaways to where they have it in the fan um, engagement part, whatever you call it, the fan village. It looks unreal. They have like you know full chipping areas, like competitions, the impossible part, like all these giveaways and stuff. And then you know they have however many millions of dollars they donate to local charities while they're there as well. Yep. And, you know, like it's, it's kind of hard because you look at where the money comes from, but by the same token, PSG. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that'll, that'll probably scare off a few viewers initially, sort of like, well, they're just buying over the golf world. Yeah. But people get over it. Once they realise it's a better watch, it's more marketable, uh, it, it's the evolution of the golf game. Yeah, initially I was pretty sceptical, but even in the last three weeks as we've been covering it a little bit more, I'm getting more and more intrigued, that's for sure. Yeah, I think people might kind of overestimate how much clean money there is in the world. Yeah. 
you know, as a Chelsea football club fan, <laughs> that dude is, well, not anymore. You go for Chelsea? Yeah. Anyway, Brad, it's just me and you <laughs> for the rest of the episode. <laughs> so Cleve's done from the episode. Uh, yeah, just no. mute his mic but, from now on. But, you know, Roman Abramovich. <laughs> <laughs> Producer um, Jack's gone. Yeah. Just me, baby. <laughs> you know, like that money, you know, oil oligarch, you know, and the allegations of how he came into that power and stuff. But, you know, that doesn't stop people from... No. Following their football club and yeah, yeah, it, it's like the executive team for the live has just gone. Let's have a meeting here. Throw me your shittest ideas, and we're going to make it. And it's just like whatever your shit idea is, put it on the board. How do we make this better? Let's do, let's put it in. Yeah, and it's such a good watch. Mm. Like it. Such a good watch. Yeah, it, just, so, it just flows better. Yeah. Like the fact that everyone is on the course at the same time yep. and they can just cut from action to action to yep. action to action. You're and not and watching it's, not like, it's not like they can't show replays of what's, ac- what's happening. So let's say one's on a par three on the 17th and then one's on a par three on the, on the second. It's not like they can't cut back. So it, like, if there's that much money invo- involved, I'll tell you what I could see happening. I could see it being like, remember on Fox Fox Sports years and years and years ago, they used to have footy was on at the same time. So you'd go on to the, the red button on the Fox yeah, channel and you yeah. could choose multiple games. Yeah, yeah. How cool would it be if you could just, you could click the red button on your remote or whatever it may be and you could go watch that particular group that you're intrigued by? Yeah. yeah. Well, on KO, they have a thing called a featured, well, on a the featured PGA, group. Fe- featured group. So no matter if Tiger Woods is playing like shit, you can... He's still on there, so oh. he, so he's on plus five. You're still watching him, so they're already doing it. So the PGA yeah. already does that. Okay, um, but like you're saying, they're listening to this right now, and they're going. <laughs> we got Greg Norman, uh, yeah. one of the listeners. <laughs> they're like Tyler Pierce. Yeah, it, like, you're on a part of the executive team now. So yeah. throw me your shit idea, we'll make it better. <laughs> what do they want? Obviously. A fistful of fifties? Yeah. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an investor. <laughs> Obviously, money is no issue. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Greg Norman came out and said when they offered Tiger Woods money to join that he's turned down. It was in the region of 700 to 800 million US. Jeez. I have one question for you. Why in God's name would you turn that down? Because he doesn't need it. Yeah, but there's, there's money, and don't get me wrong, he's got plenty of it. He's a billionaire. He's yeah. a billionaire. Yeah. Seven hundred. You might go and play some casual golf for four years, and rack up seven hundred million dollars. Do, do you think it's to protect his legacy? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, a hundred percent. Why was? Why would that protect his legacy? Do you guys see him winning another PGA tournament? No. No. So what? What does that do for his legacy? How is it different from, say, for example? Let's say Ronaldo moves to a Chinese football club at the end of his career just to make way too much money in a season. I think it's because it's there's so much controversy with it. So there was a bit of controversy around the Chinese league there. Yeah, well, that's all gone tits up. Yeah, it has. They can't afford to do that. Now it's Saudi leagues. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> They're doing that. Yeah, I, you're going to have Tiger and Ronaldo <laughs> in Saudi just <laughs> living it up. Yeah, just putting putting balls where they're meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
but yeah, I think it. I think it is to protect his legacy. Like going back on my question, because in my opinion, that doesn't affect his legacy. He's already done it. He's done it. All, all you've got to do in golf. But you, you're taking it as a casual viewer. That's true. Like, so you get someone who's watched it all their life, has maybe been a pro, has like but so all, much knowledge on it. But that's what that's the whole idea of live. Though it's it's modernizing golf to a different a different um a different range of viewers. I think what I I'll think it's designed for the younger viewer. Yeah, what I was saying on the last few podcasts, it's it's our generation of golf. Yeah. So you you take out our generation, probably going from like I'm going to say 35 year old 40s and up, they they're like strict. They're like, no, yeah. I want to I want to be watching PGA. That's all I know. And golf so, is golf. Yeah, and like you were saying, it's it's like a superior. It's it's a pride thing. It's a, definitely a so pride thing. To be yeah. To be going, no, I don't want seven hundred million dollars. That's definitely to protect his legacy. Yeah. I think. I think. I think the calls of you know being a sellout or whatever would just be so big. Do you think the fact that he's at the back end of his career would negate those sellout claims? I think it's yeah. diff- a different if he's in the middle of his prime if, or entering his prime. But this yeah. guy, this is a guy that's go- given so much to golf. Yeah, he's a billionaire, but. Seven hundred million dollars is seven hundred million dollars. Imagine him in his prime and Liv has just started, offered him that much, and he's gone, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going over. How many players would go over? And how many what and viewers? How many viewers? Yeah. So we're we're talking fifteen years ago in his prime. 15, I 10, think I think it wasn't prime? that long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want the nineties prime or the early two thousands prime? <laughs> yeah, mid two thousands. Let's say let's say let's say he's five years into his career. When did he start? Nineteen ninety five? Let's seven. Let's say he's won five opens at this stage. Yeah, five opens at this stage. And he goes, Yeah, I'm taking that money and I'm going Whole over there. Story. Holy <laughs> Oh, That's incredible. incredible. The PGA that, wouldn't exist. Yeah, I, I actually, well, yes and no, but I think Liv would be in a different spot from what like, obviously they're trying to do it now. Well, that's why they're going to go and poach this generation, so to speak, version of, I mean, there's no one like Tiger Woods, but that's why they're going after yeah, you, going Cam after, Smith. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's inter- it would, interesting oh, time. Man, imagine being in that situation <sighs> and like, and then him just coming over. Man, that would be awesome far out. Yeah. So, I'll ask you guys one last question before we move on. We touched earlier, eighty, just like that, $80 million increase in the prize pool. First question, is there more to come in terms of money in their back pocket that they're withholding that they could easily throw at the players? Or do you think that they're looking at this and saying – you know what, we're too far gone. A, we can't afford that, and B, let's just write it out and see if this this thing lasts. Or um, I think there's always room in the budget. But got, it's, there's got to be more money than that, eh? But it's whether they want to or not. But I think it's a matter of they have to. There's a hole in your budget. Your <laughs> budget. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the clapping noise? Yeah. <laughs> Nice, Brad. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. Genuinely, don't know. 
don't I, know what you do in that situation. I think they. I, th- I actually think they're at a stalemate. They they don't know what to do. Yeah. I think they know that if they start throwing more money, then it's just going to end up in a pissing contest. Yeah. yeah. And they'll come off second best. Who's got the bigger dick? And I'm sh- I'm hundred percent sure it's not the PGA. So remember when we first touched on this, and you guys, you and Jack were mentioning that. These guys want to play in the PGA. It's not all about the money. Mm. I more or less said, get fucked. Like, that's yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. If they were to go halfway, so to speak, because they're not even there yet. They're not even halfway. They're not, they're not even close. Would it then become, oh, it's still a lot of money. Like, it's, it's probably worth staying just, like, to A, protect my legacy and B, live out the dream that I always wanted to live, which was playing in the PGA. Not playing, playing live or some other golf tournament, playing in the PGA. I, I think that... If they got a few more bigger signings, there's going to be a couple. There's going to be a couple that go. You know what? They've taken that step. I'm I'm being that sheep and I'm following. Yeah. So like yeah, like I said, it is to protect their legacy, but once they got a few more signings, oh, ball plus if you if you if you're young like Cam Smith as far as golf goes, your legacy is not set anyway. Your legacy might be the guy that made live golf live. That's a legacy on its own. That is true. That worst is true. comes worst, you fail. Beauty. I've got at least 90 mil in my back pocket. Mm. See if I care. And the contract, like we were saying, the contract is only for four years. Was that a four-year one or did we – did we? was that two years, that one? Well, here's one. Yeah, the one that they gave to him, like offered to him was two years. But Phil Mickelson is on four years. Yeah. Established on 50 mil a year. Like that's a, that's a that's lot of money. Also, such a shit deal. Like for them, because oh, yeah. he's been fucking woeful. But like I'm saying, and that Cleve, was, that was their marquee signing. Yeah, it but was. you're just you're you're grabbing someone who's I'm going to say an immortal to golf. Yeah, is that is that fair? So to him to sign on there and just go, hey lads, I've signed on here. I'm I'm nowhere near my peak. I'm probably on the like I'm on the downhill. Come over, yeah, and. Oh, oh man, it's such a it, to be in a situation like that is like, am I going to stay in the PGA for eh, all right money? Not really, but then go over to somewhere where I can play, still against some decent lads and and make, soon to be better. It's yeah, only going to so, get better. Yeah, yeah. You'd think. I think I think the ultimate thing with them would be coexistence, where it wasn't fighting. It was. Oh, there's live co-parenting. Co-parenting <laughs> <laughs> on a civil basis. Uh, yeah. But but then then Cleve, like, would you rather? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you like this. Would you rather stay with your mum who has fucking loads of money and just gives you everything, or stay with your dad who just goes, oh, here's five bucks, off you go. Mummy. Mum. Yeah. See, yeah, so sure. like, fire <laughs> Yeah, out. no. But yeah. I, I mean more in the in the way of like, oh, yeah, cool. We can jump between, go play this one. This is a tournament I really like playing in the PGA. Let's go play that one. Yeah. Well, I, I don't That's think – That's true. Like yeah. in that sense, PGA have made their own bed because now like if it does go tits up and live take over – They've got. They're too far yeah. gone, mate. The, they're in their own room down the corridor. Yeah, that's how far gone it is. Yeah. The thing is, and it it'll be a really sad state of affairs if they don't start getting world ranking points in live golf, because then all of the majors from next year 
anyone who hasn't won one in the last seven years isn't eligible to play in any of the majors. They're banned anyway. They're not banned from playing majors. I thought they were now. I thought they made that decision today. No. No? No. Did I not read that? They're all independent, I'm pretty sure. Let's look this up. Fact check that. Fact Fact check that. I think, is is what you're saying that... So they can't play in the majors because they don't have world ranking points. So to get an automatic invitation, you need to be in a certain part of the world rankings. Otherwise, you can play, but you have to go through qualifiers. I thought I read that PGA had just flat out banned. But the PGA doesn't control the majors. Okay. So the open, yeah, it's a, yeah, they're all the four majors are like an individual. I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. So that's why in all the old PGA video games, you didn't have any of the majors because they were all their own mm. license and whatnot. It doesn't come under the umbrella. So like yep. the the open is run by RA. And I don't know what the other ones are run by, but... So Cleve's okay. fact-checking that. Tyler, did you see the hole-in-one? Oh, no. No. Oh, <laughs> mate. There was a hole-in-one? There was a hole-in-one. We watched the highlights. It didn't come up. Nah, in the... Oh, God. I don't know if it was in the live or if it was on the weekend. Uh, let me have a look here. But anyways, this hole in one, this story, it's a par, par three. He hits it and he drops the club and he goes, that's embarrassing. And like starts walking away and then hits the green, rolls towards the hole. And then he goes, that better not go in. <laughs> it goes in and his caddy goes, I'm not giving you a high five. <laughs> the first thing I see when I look up hole in one and go to latest news that better not go in. Yeah. Golf star can't believe embarrassing hole in one. Wow. The audio is so That's, good. That was the there, Rocket so. Mortgage Classic too. Oh, well, there you go. That Yes. Yeah, it was. It Mark was Hubbard. Yeah. Well done, mate. Yeah. And the well, caddy, you should have uh, given him a high five because well, he, you're getting a does. free car yeah. out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did eventually, but yeah. how? Imagine that. Imagine your, your, your miss being so good that it well, well, hits the green. And goes in. Well, first of all, he obviously knows a thing or two about golf, so it must have been a miss hit, and he's got some sort of lucky roll or bounce or something along those lines. Because if he's turned around and said no good, yeah, wow, yeah. So yeah, for your average golfer, us going, that's embarrassing. That is a shank straight into the woods, or you're you're hooking that so left, like yeah. But yeah, for them, a miss is yeah. like. 10, 10 to 15 metres a miss and it rolling towards the hole. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fact check for us yeah, there, Cleve? So basically what I was saying is right, is that um, if you aren't in a certain part of the world rankings, you don't get an automatic invitation. Yep. Um, there's been an application by Liv to come under the official world golf rankings, but there's a couple of things that work against them with that. Um, and, yeah, there's four different independent bodies for the four majors. Okay. So it doesn't come under PGA. I oh, well, if, if you can join Live and you can still play in the Opens, that's a pretty sweet deal. That is a pretty sweet deal. You're still playing against the best. And oh, yeah, like Cleve said, it expires after how long? Uh, I'm not sure how long Well, it, it expires, is. however long yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But that's a pretty sweet deal. You join up to Live. Well, I know that Cam Smith, now that he's won the Open, can go back there for the next five years, no matter what. So... For him to go over to live and then come come back for the next five years, 
Sign a four-year contract. Fucking Do oath. what you want after that. Fucking oath. So, uh, anything else we want to touch on while we are in the in the golf realm? Nah, nah. No, I think we've done pretty well. Nah. No. Yeah. Too easy. We'll we'll jump over into some American sports now. Uh, first of all, NFL today. Well, technically, yesterday at about eleven o'clock, I believe, in Australia, Australian Eastern Time. <laughs> The Deshaun Watson verdict, he's suspended for six games. Uh, the NFL and the NFLPA, which is the, the Players Association, have three days to appeal. The NFL obviously want a longer suspension to protect their their image, so to speak. NFLPA, given that they represent the players, want a shorter suspension. But they've actually come out and said, we're happy with the suspension, leave it as it is. We hope the NFL does the same. First of all, thoughts on the length of suspension... Should it be longer? Should it be shorter? What do you think, Cleve? Definitely think it should be longer. Keeping in mind that he hasn't been... Where there's smoke, there's fire, but given that... Where there's that much smoke. 24 layers of smoke. 25, isn't it? Yeah, I think think 20 of them have already been... Or something, a pretty large number that have been settled, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's not a good look. No, it's not a good look. Like, when you have a... Start well. What is basically the marquee signing of the Cleveland Browns, and probably a top five to seven talent as far as quarterbacks yeah. go. To have that kind of stuff looming, like it's not a good image for anyone. Like I remember when uh, Cleveland first announced that they had signed him, and the amount of comments from people in Cleveland being like, "I'm never going to watch another Browns game again because of this," like. Yeah, in, in saying that, I, I see why they did it. They've had, what, 40 years of just misery. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that gets me is they still gave up a fair package to get him as far as um, draft picks and whatnot goes. And that could be all for nothing. Like, if, let's say he does his six-game suspension, he comes back, finishes the season, see what happens. I mean, they're not going to make a Super Bowl run or anything like that at this stage. They don't have the, the, the weapons around him. Let's say next year he's convicted of these sexual misconduct claims. That's uh, all that all that artillery that you gave up to get him in that trade. The future. The future. I mean, that's a lot to give up for a guy that might only be with you for what twelve games. Yeah, man. Well, he probably won't even be. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. He might play twelve games this season, and by next year he might be suspended for life because he'll be in jail. Yeah, he might be the star quarterback of whatever prison he's in. (laughs) Make a good movie, longest yard too. (laughs) (laughs) He he probably wouldn't even star in that. (laughs) No, you probably wouldn't. Um, And also, him being a star signing, if it was a trade, oh, so a, a trade. Um, but he he's he's a star he he's a star signing. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's he's huge. So, would you want to be playing with a person like that? Like, I I know I know he hasn't been convicted, but like at the end of the day, I don't think I I would. The the only the only comparison I can make, and again, we don't jump too deep into if he's innocent, not innocent, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we have no yeah, idea. Yeah. We'll let the legal system handle that, obviously. But the only comparison I can make is the Jack DeBellin case in the NRL. Mm. He ended up being deemed innocent. Whether he was or not, we have no idea. We would yeah. never know. 
But that's the whole idea of the a first world country's legal system. You're, you're innocent till you're proven guilty, right? Yep. And if he's so adamant that he's innocent as a teammate, as a, a colleague, so to speak, you've got to take the benefit of doubt and you just got to roll with it. Yeah, I guess so because it's on a personal level more, as in that's his personal level, and you're there for like you get signed on from a business side. Yeah, Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It still, it still would be in the back of my mind. But you still got you got to treat it as a job. You go to work, you do your work, you go home. If he ends up being proven guilty, well, shit, you you hate him for the rest of your life because you don't be surrounded by that, obviously. But yeah, six games though, I think. That was shorter than I thought. Yeah, me too. Six games is only a short time. Yeah. In the grand schemes of an NFL season, it's actually a fair bit of time. It's more than a third of the season. Well, short. The playoffs. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it's as in short to the legal system, like to the actual world. So, the other thing that's important to recognize is it is technically a civil case, it's not a criminal case. So, it's sexual misconduct, it's not sexual assault. Right, I don't know the difference because I'm not a lawyer, but it's a civil case, meaning the idea behind it is it all has to be settled in a civil manner, and it's basically going to result in payouts. And he's already done that for a large amount of them. If the victims don't get what they're expecting, the way I understand it is, then it will become a criminal case because they'll press charges. Right. Okay. Yeah. So at this point in time, it's still not a criminal case. Yeah. So I think that's probably playing into why it's only a six week. Yeah. If it's yeah. a criminal case, I'm sure he's suspended for the year, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's sexual misconduct technically rather than sexual assault. So um, assuming he comes back uh, after six games, Cleve, do they make the playoffs? No. 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 You don't think they got the tools around him? No. I think they'd give up way too much in the beginning to yeah. make any kind of significant run. You're probably looking at a at best two and four start if you're lucky. At best. At best. Well it's only a seventeen seventeen game seventeen, 17 week season. Yeah. yeah. Before before hitting the finals and you get four rounds of finals. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, taking out six games you got eleven games left. Yeah. Like, so But I mean the NFL season's strange because it can change on a knife edge. And they are playing in what I would call a weak division this year. They got yeah. Steelers. So if you're in the same division as um, if you're in a division, you play those guys twice a season. So if you're in a weak division, it's a huge advantage. So you've got the Steelers, you've got Baltimore, who are a bit shaky at the moment, and the Bengals. And the Bengals, who are Super Bowl, Super Bowl losers. Who do you so. go for the Bengals? No, mate. Who do you go for? The Tennessee. Ah, oh, that's, that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens, but it'll be interesting to see whether the NFL appeals it because the Players Association have already said that they won't. But yeah. On to some lighter note. On to a lighter note. Uh, we touched last week on Kyler Murray's <laughs> independent study clause. We were talking about how there must be some sort of concern there as far as uh, his work ethic goes. Kyler Murray basically came out and voiced his discontent with that, his his own opinion. Yeah, he, he felt he thought as though that it was disrespectful, and um, yeah, they removed it. So it's been removed. One of the things that came out. Well, first of all, I don't agree that it's disrespectful. First and foremost, no. For you'll you, get you're getting paid near fifty mil a season as a quarterback. They've obviously identified something, 
And I will say that in being full aware that there's claims that that's racist because he's a dark quarterback, blah, blah, blah. And if that is the case, then it is disrespectful. But assuming it's not, hopefully it's not, I don't think that's disrespectful. They have every right to put that clause in. Yeah, I I 100% agree. Like, if LeBron wasn't doing his thing with the team, like, obviously he's a star, he's – and for him to be, like – for a business to be, like, this guy actually doesn't do his homework, Uh, we're going to put it out to the press and make you feel like shit, well, so be it. I don't think that was the intention. Oh, Really? No, like they put it in there because there's a concern. Why would they want more? But why would they bring it out? If, why wouldn't they just voice it to you? I, I think they should have taken more of the approach that a lot of um, football teams do where if you don't have – if you don't do something, then you get a fine, like an in-club fine that you have to pay. That probably makes more sense, probably a bit more subtle too. Yeah. And then, you know – yeah, those, I, I those don't fine sheets always end up getting leaked. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I to be to be like to be a clause in a contract, and he's obviously signed that contract. That's massive. You and think then, you think he would have voiced his would, opinions before he signed the dotted line? Yeah, to be like, hang on, guys. Like, well, what's the go here? Yeah. Like, and then for him to and then and then voice his opinion after it gets brought out to the press. I don't know. I, I think that's a bit shaky. I don't think there's I don't think there's communication there. No, there's something going on there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. There's a bit of miscommunication there. And it's probably just because he's short. <laughs> Shortest quarterback. Shortest yes. quarterback in the Six NFL. Foot. You Six guys foot. you guys were laughing at me as I was trying to get my point across. Yeah, well, to us, six foot's not short. He's five foot ten. Is, didn't we establish he was hundred and eighty three? Oh yeah, so he's five foot eleven. No, that's exactly six foot. Is it? Yeah, he's still a short quarterback. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know if we trust this. He's trust you on this with your. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> How many yards in a meter? Yeah, yeah. Hang on. <laughs> let me get this up. Let me get this up. Um, yeah, you can keep chatting amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh. no, I, I think you're spot on. I think that is six foot. <laughs> uh, I've backed another roughie here. <laughs> Six foot is 183, but is 178. Yes, I was about to say, so, five foot 10. So he's five foot 10. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, there you go. Right. I'm just, uh, you love the late, late market mover at 101. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brad. Bit of research for you next week, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. The American sports thus far in the last three episodes of the podcast has been a bit slow. It's a bit of a it's a slow period in um, the NBA and the NFL world, middle of the off season. So what we're going to do today is we're going to break down some NBA team ceiling for the season. We're going to do six a week, so we've got five weeks. We're going to give our takes on a random bunch of teams, three from each conference. So we'll start with the Celtics. Please, Cleve, their ceiling this season. I think their ceiling is going to be Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. Reason being? I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Plain and simple. There <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound like Jack. Uh, no, well, I don't know. There just seems to be so much um, kind of talk about what they're offering to get Kevin Durant. That's definitely an obstacle. Yeah. Whether, or, whether or not they get Kevin Durant. They've already thrown a couple of their players under the bus by saying that they're up in a 
draft package. Oh, not draft package, a trade package. In a trade package. The, the thing that I said last week is they offered such a piss-weak offer to the Nets that they were never going to take. It's not worth it's not worth pissing off Jalen Brown to throw such a piss-weak offer, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If they offer a serious offer and they've got four draft picks, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, where you've got an actual chance to get KD, sure. They offered Jalen Brown, Derek White, and one first-round pick. Keeping in mind, Rudy Gobert went for four first-round fucking picks. <laughs> well, what world are they going to accept that? No. So all you've done now, you've pissed off Jalen Brown. Pissed off your stuff. <laughs> one of your, yeah, your one second your best player, players, yeah. your best player in the playoffs. And for what? Uh, that for, might light a for, fire under yeah. him, but I think if, if I were the Celtics, I've just made the finals. I want to keep things intact, keep everyone happy, yeah, make another especially run. Especially with such a limp deck offer. Like, yeah. It's just piss poor. Uh, and also just a just a shout out, um, RIP to the great Bill Russell. Ah, oh, yes. Guys at 88. 11 championships. 11, yeah, 11 time NBA yeah. championships. Most winningest player in NBA history. Two championships as a player coach. Wow. Money. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I knew he was a player coach. I didn't know he won championships. Yep. There you go. So, And he always speaks his mind. Just a shout out. <laughs> What was that video with the NBA 75? <laughs> was it NBA 75? I think or it was someone's Hall of Fame induction where he just pointed at everyone on the stage. He's just like, I'd kick your ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did see that video. Um, touching on your point there, Tyler, why why would they do that? Why, why would they give up such a poor package to get KD and for that, them pretty much to get laughed in their face? It's, it's the golden question because – all reports say that the Nets didn't consider it for a second, laughed it out the door. The only thing I can think... They're trying to move him on? But, like, why? <laughs> they've, they've been... He's been in trade talks for years because they never thought that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum could coexist. Last season, they proved that they definitely can. Yeah. So that's the first... Like, again, to answer your question, I have no idea. Unless, they, unless they're piggybacking off the back of the Nets trade request, supposedly is a bunch of first-round picks and a star player, not many other teams can offer a star player at this point because of the rookie deal rules, yeah. which basically says if you've got a player who signed a rookie extension, he can't play on the same team via trade anyway as Ben Simmons. So that's the, that's the major obstacle. So the Heat can't trade Bam Adebayo to, to the Nets and... The Suns can't trade DeAndre Ayton to the Nets because two rookie extension players can't play on the same team by trade. So that's the only reasonable explanation I can give, to be honest, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. It's so a bit stupid. It is a bit stupid. doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, do you have a, a ceiling for the Celtics, Brad? Uh, undecided? Undecided. Okay. Well, I've got them as a top three seed. I can see them making the NBA Finals again, even though they've pissed off their second-best player, added a bunch of talent, gave up basically nothing. So, yeah, that's what's, a wrap. What's for their run in like if they're making the Finals? Well, I'm seeing them as a top two seed. So they, they're going to have home court advantage. Yep. I see them having another rough start to the season because they have got a few major changes to their team, mainly additions, not subtractions. So they've got Malcolm Brogdon, Danilo Gallinari, Reasonably big minute players, so there's going to be a bit of a bit of play there with their rotation to get it right. To be pissing off your second best player 
first best in the playoffs. Will that will that be a massive turning point? It's going to depend. It's going to come purely down to Jack. some players. I think that'd be that a light a fire under them. Yep. And some players, it might just be like, well, fuck Pop this. A piss take. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to get paid wherever I go because he's already that good. Mm. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see. He does seem like the sort of guy that would just get his shit together and get on with it. But anyway. Haven't spoken to him in a few weeks. <laughs> friend of the podcast. He's not a friend of the podcast. <laughs> no. anyway. uh, next one, so we can roll through this a little bit quicker. Chicago Bulls, Cleve, starting with you. I've got him playoffs, probably six to eight seed. Yep. Not much higher than that. I don't think they'll... First, second round exit, third round yeah, exit. I, I would say a first round exit. Yep. Yep. I can't argue with it. I think they'll be better in the playoffs this year because they'll have Lonzo, healthy Lonzo. Hopefully they've got Levine for more of the season. Hopefully Caruso doesn't break his back again. Spinal. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Mike Tyson. Uh, so, yeah, I'm on the same page there. Fifth, I got I got here fifth to sixth seed. Second round exit at best if they upset a team. Can't see him going much better than you that. You can't see him going much further? with. Nah. With a starting five? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like they're good. On their day, they're oh, unreal. I think they're a better regular season team than postseason team. Yeah, and there's like, a lot of teams like that out there. The way they started the season last year, huh. unreal. I mean, who knows? Lonzo doesn't get injured. Levine doesn't spend some time on the sidelines. Who knows? That Maybe they get out of the first round. They're a higher seed, home court advantage. But Do you think but they have no depth? Depth is one problem, but I also think they don't have a defined, a defined, like clear cut NBA Finals MVP sort of caliber player. DeRozan's a fantastic player, All NBA. Zach Levine near All NBA level, but they don't have that guy. They don't have your Steph Curry. They don't have your Giannis. They don't have your Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, blah blah blah. Yeah, and you got to look at who they have to go past. Exactly. Like, do you see them going past Milwaukee? Miami, mm. Boston. See, I think as much as it pains me to say, I could see them upsetting a Miami. Can't see them upsetting a, a Boston or a Milwaukee, even a 76ers if they get their shit together. Yeah. Actually, I completely forgot Philadelphia was a thing. Uh, next one. Oh, just to touch on that. DeRozan yeah, uh, signs a Nike deal this week as well. Who was he with before? Adidas. No, I think he was with Nike. Oh, just oh yeah, sorry. He re-signs a Nike deal. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's got a he's got quite the uh, the Kobe collection. Oh, I distinctly remember that being part of the two K player career was he'd come in and laugh at your shoe collection. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a four year contract. So yeah, nice. Beauty. Uh this one's a bit of a controversial one. The Brooklyn Nets, assuming assuming, because at this stage it's highly likely, well it seems likely, that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant stay on board. So the team as presently constructed what is their ceiling, Cleve? This is a very controversial one. Title or bust? Yeah. I like that. I actually wow. really like that because that's exactly what it has been for the last two years. Why would it change? If if this doesn't work this year, blow it up, start again. Well, I think that's a plan right now. I just think mm. they haven't found an offer that, that suits that suits them. But they don't. They don't have to trade KD because he's on there for four years. You can make him miserable for four years for all for all they care. Yeah, exactly. But 
Yeah, I think the potential of that team is unrivaled. Yeah. But the quality of that team in play yeah. wildly varies. I don't think the problem is them as a team when they're on the court. I think the problem with them is when are they going to be on the court? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Kyrie will take any excuse not to play. Like it's, There's been multiple issues. You've got Kevin Durant, extensive injury history. Ben Simmons, extensive injury history as of last season. And mental injury yeah, history. Yeah, which I yeah, won't get into that. No. Don't, don't rattle me off. <laughs> don't start that, me. That's because of Kendall Jenner, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that why Devin Booker's not playing this year? I think, I think <laughs> they kind yeah. of look alike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do actually. How many players have she... Has she been with? Uh, Quite a few, I think. Blake Griffin. Yep. Ben Simmons. Tristan Thompson was the other one, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that was Courtney. That was Courtney. D uh, Book. There's one more. Anyways, whoever's with her is not playing well. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. Stay clear. No. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, for me, similar thing. They'll start the season rough, no doubt. They might get their shit together, fourth seed. They're the sort of team that's probably got the talent to make a final run just because of who's on their team. But yeah, it could go as far as winning a championship or it could go as far as missing the playoffs if they trade their whole team. So we will see. Next one, Lakers, LA Lakers. LeBron led LA Lakers. We're LeBron guys here. We are, we are LeBron guys. Yep. Fuck you, MJ. Well, truly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not fuck you, but Wouldn't go that far. But so NBA rumours from July 30th. So a couple of days ago now. Um, Lakers could trade for Julius Randle if Donovan Mitchell ends up on the Knicks. Thoughts? And that gets them where? Exactly They've nowhere <laughs> further than where they were. <laughs> They've got a inconsistent power forward, which is more or less what they've got in AD because he can't stay on the floor. Yeah. So for me, that does absolutely nothing for them. Fair, fair. And I'm assuming Russell Westbrook would be involved <laughs> in that trade, so... <laughs> There's, I mean, uh, now you've got no point guard, so yeah. Bring back uh, Rondo. Bring him back. Bring bring back the whole crew. Yeah, Javal McGee, <laughs> Javel McGee, Dwight Howard, uh, Rajon Rondo, yep. Alex Caruso. Bring him back. One hundred percent. That team was great. <laughs> you had Cole Kuzma, on Shaq to full every single week, <laughs> 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 but he was still he was still um, hitting game winners. So good on him. So where do you see them sitting? Uh, I've got them sitting in the Western Conference best seeding. I've got them sitting fifth, sixth seed. So fifth, sixth in the Western Conference. And I've got them at best second round exit. Can't see it going much better than that. As presently constructed, if they make a blockbuster trade and get Kyrie Irving or something along those lines, I completely change my tune. But I don't know. Like they They miss a playoffs last year. Like, how much better can they be? Well, I mean, they didn't have Bron or AD for half the season. Yeah, I, I understand that. But yeah. that's why I've said a- fifth AD, or sixth seed. AD is one thing. Um, I think if LeBron's healthy, he's still going to tear it up. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he'll be all NBA. And and that's why I have them at the Western Conference Finals. Woo! Yeah. Cleve, bring in the heat. Yep. Wow. How and why? So before you answer that, so you've got them knocking off at least three of the next four teams I list, all right? Clippers, yep. Kyle Lennon, Paul George, John yep. Moore, the whole kit and caboodle. 
Denver Nuggets, back-to-back MVP, Jamal Murray comes back, blah, blah, blah. A little bit more of a hesitant, yes. Yeah. Golden State Warriors. You're considering the young players should theoretically make a leap. That one... But they I, could. I think that would go to a seven-game series. So that could be the team that you're saying they yeah, verse. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Depending Obvious, on how obviously the that all comes down to seating. where they yeah. Yeah, sit in the seating. Uh, um, and then you've got Memphis, and you've also got the Suns. Yeah, they've got Memphis covered. Suns, I think they would have. Um, the only one, if they had a bad regular season with injuries and whatnot, they just scrape their way into the playoffs, and they meet Golden State. Then I think that's a bad matchup for both of them. Like that's the Lakers with a healthy Bron AD is not a team you want to run into in the first round. No, it's not of the final. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, I have them finals. I don't think they'd win the finals, the Western Conference Finals. Um, but I have them there. Okay, bang. Okay, any take on that, Brad? Uh, well. Yes and no. I don't. Yeah, there's not enough. There's not enough going on there yeah, to make the to make the run. You've got an old LeBron. You've yeah. got a unhealthy or regularly unhealthy AD. <laughs> you got Russell Westbrook who looks who like he's gonna get traded. Oops, yeah, yeah, by January as yeah. we as we yeah. determined a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and the, the depth is very questionable. I mean, they got a couple of young guys there. I think Leonie Walker signed there. I sort of like him. I don't mind what he offered to the Spurs in spurts. That's massive, Cleve. That's huge. Oh, yeah, it's huge. It's that's, a, a, that's a big call. That, that's, that's my hot take of the day. That's mm. a roughie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, much like you, love a 101 roughie. <laughs> no, they, they come off every they, Yeah, they pay off. They pay off. Just ask Sportsbet. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm keeping note of this. There'll, bu- there'll come a time, Cleve, where I'm going to oh, call you out. going to come straight back <laughs> in my face. Sportsbet is not a friend of the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> but points bet. And Ladbrokes on the other hand. <laughs> Bonus bets, baby. Uh, okay, we've got two more to go. We'll try to roll through them because I want Cleve to dive into the Formula 1 a little bit. Uh, Denver Nuggets, Western Conference. Second round exit. Second round exit. Uh, what are you thinking? Top four seed? Yeah, I think they'll finish in the top four. Yeah. I think they're going to run into someone who was poorly placed in that seeding for them um, and get knocked off. Yeah, I think uh, I've got them as Western Conference Finals. At Again, this is their ceiling, about fourth seed. Back-to-back MVP, Nicole Jokic. they got Jamal Murray coming back. Players bounce back from ACLs pretty quick nowadays. Got Michael Porter Jr. coming back. Pretty well-rounded team. They also added KCP, who's an underrated two-yard, two-way player. So, yeah, I could see him making Western Conference Finals. I just don't think they've got that second star to get them over over the hump at this stage. So. Yeah, I agree. Brad? Uh, well, thing just came out 12 hours ago. Denver Nuggets, can Michael Porter Jr. be the next KD? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can be a very, very... Efficient and effective scorer. Yep. I reckon he can put up twenty points a game, no problems if he's healthy. Yep. I still don't think that's enough as a second best player to get you over the hump in a Western Conference that's pretty loaded at this stage. Yeah. At this stage, because you're relying on him to be your second best player because Jamal Murray is coming off an ACL. 
So, can he be the next KD? Fuck no. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, We'll keep it rolling. Minnesota Timberwolves. Jack's high on these guys. Come on, man. I reckon they're the ninth seed playing. (laughs) (laughs) Good work, Jacko. (sighs) Yeah, I've got got them sitting at uh, in the seventh seed. So they'll be in the play-in. And I think they'll they'll get in there. They'll be exciting, and I think they'll be highlights all season from Anthony Edwards and and Anthony Towns and the whole the whole crew. But yeah, first round exit. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. Western right. Conference is strong. Yep. Western Conference Don't is strong. Okay, Cleve, Formula One expert on the Park Up podcast. I want you to take us through what's happening currently in the F1 as it stands. How far into the season are we? Uh, I think they just had the 13th race out of 22. Out of 22. Okay. So they're just about... Halfway mark, sort of. Summer break for a few weeks and then it all kicks off again. Okay. First of all, the week that was, as far as Formula 1 goes, take us through it. Uh, I'll sum it up like this. Ferrari shit the bed. Like, unbelievable. Um, Signs, Leclerc starting two and three, and then just an absolute shit fight when it came to their uh, strategy. Put the guys on a hard tyre that didn't work, or put Leclerc on a hard tyre that didn't work, and he just fell backwards through the field, and Signs just didn't do much better. Um, Verstappen coming through from, started P10, Won the race. He's pulling away in the rankings now, oh, yeah, isn't he? Oh, yeah, massively. That's why Ferrari shit the bed because they had Verstappen starting 10th and Sainz and Leclerc starting 2nd and 3rd. And neither of them finished on the podium and Verstappen won. So, yeah, I think it's like an 80-point gap now. As a driver to be put into that situation, how would you be feeling, Cleve? Yeah, not great. It's kind of equal parts... Um, driver mistakes to team errors yep. in terms of what's gone wrong. Um, Leclerc started the season absolutely flying and then I think in the last five races he's finished on the podium once. So a couple of DNFs in there, a couple of just bad, bad races. and Bad reads. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's not looking great for them. Um, I've got a question as a casual. Yep. What's happened to Lewis Hamilton? Mate, five podiums this season. Five podiums in a row. He's well behind. Oh, yeah, their car's shit. Well, not shit. So their car's best of the rest. So you got Ferrari, Red Bull, just fighting it out at the top. And then Mercedes in the last couple of weeks have kind of upped their game a little bit. They've had two double podiums in a row with um, Russell and Hamilton. So it's actually been good to watch. Russell had his debut pole position this weekend. Um, he finished third. So has Lewis moved teams or something? No, he's still at Mercedes. No, he's still at Mercedes, yeah. So uh, why the drop-off is my question, I so suppose. So it was a complete redesign of the cars yeah. this year. So, so start it, from scratch. From what I gather, Cleve, like, obviously they're fucking they're very good drivers. Like, yeah. it, whatever, right? Is it because... One team has so much money and then it – like whoever has the most money, they, do they usually win is what I'm asking. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. This season, Mercedes had the most money. 
So basically how it works is there's a constructors championship and I think it's 50% of the profit from F1 goes directly to the constructors on yep. a sliding scale from where they finish from 1st to 10th. Yep. Yeah, right. So um, there's a salary cap, so to speak. So there is now. Or can the teams put in they, extra the money? teams used to be able to put in extra money. So like money. you just have that third-party agreement yeah. just coming in. So they all have sponsorships yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And That's so much cooler, eh? Yeah. Um, so now they have a, a cost cap. So actually I think that's money they can spend outside of what they get given. But it's the same for all teams, what they can put in outside of that cost cap. Like a luxury. Like a luxury yeah, yeah, tax. Essentially. So just the redesigning of the vehicle has put him back? Yeah, put the whole team back. Yeah. So it was a complete redesign of the car. Like the rule and regulation changes they brought in. Um, it was basically to change the aerodynamic flow so that the cars could follow each other better and encourage closer racing, um, which was completely different to what it has been in the last years. Um, so where they started this season just wasn't good and they've kind of been playing catch-up the whole time. Um, but they're, they're starting to come good. Okay. But, but I think it's a little bit too. Can I ask you a question as an as a F1 fan? I've asked quite a few F1 fans this question. So the, the cars, as we've established, the cars that you drive have a lot to do with it with, in terms of results. They're all very good drivers. I'm not saying that some drivers aren't better than others, such as Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, et cetera, et cetera. But as a fan, knowing that the better cars is often going to win, why is it so entertaining to watch? Um, because it's not always the case. Okay. Because there can just be absolute carnage. And, you know, it's happened a few times with 20 cars going into one corner when they're all bunched together that someone gets clipped, clips another person, clips another person, then all of a sudden one of these teams with a really good car has damage on it or, like, deficiencies in it, in its aerodynamics and it just runs at, like, 80%. How many cars can they go through? Oh, they get all of them through most of the time. Yeah, but how many? If if you're Verstappen and you ride off your car, can you jump into another one? No, no, that's it. That's no, it. They that's have it. To that is interesting. It. They rebuild the cars, so they have a set amount of engines and turbos, gearboxes, and stuff they can use, and then anything over that they get grid penalties for. So that pit they, lane crew must get paid a fortune. Oh, I don't think they do. Oh, Man, how quick they got to change that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like you see them, they'll someone will in it in qualifying and then they have to completely rebuild the car overnight for the race wow. it's actually mental um but yeah so there's a couple of other big things this week with uh four-time world driver champion sebastian vettel announcing his retiring so that's from aston martin and along with that came two-time world driver champion Fernando Alonso announcing that he is moving to Aston Martin. Yeah, right. So to the viewer, uh, to, yeah, to the listeners out there who just dabble in this. Um, Me and Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian Vettel, it, what can you compare him to? What kind of athlete Ooh, to the sport? One. That's a good question. That is a really good one. Bit of a comp. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we were going to take it to golf, I'd probably say Phil Milk. Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Okay. Um, so almost like a former great. 
Yeah, he was. Back into Once he moved from Red Bull to Ferrari, kind of all went a little bit downhill. Um, but, yeah, he's awesome. Unreal. Great bloke. Yep. So Hasn't had a podium this year. No. He's got a pretty shit car. Um, but with Alpine, uh, with Alonso leaving Alpine, there's a young Aussie bloke who's been their reserve driver all year who they've been trying to get into an F1 car for next year. Ooh. All of a sudden, could be Oscar Piastri's time to shine. Wow, wow. we're going to have two Australian drivers two in the F1. Aussies on the F1 grid. So what's he doing now? Is he in the F2 currently? No, so he won. He's one of only a handful of drivers who have won um, their drivers' championships in consecutive years. So once you win one, you have to move up. Ooh, so I think he okay. won like Formula Three Thousand, whatever it was. Then went to Formula Three, won that. Went to Formula Two, won that. All in consecutive years. Wow. Okay. So once you win that championship, you have to move up. You can't race in it again. Okay. Yep. So he won F two. Wasn't a seat for him in F1. So he's just been sitting on ice? Yeah, basically. Wow. I don't know what racing's like, but imagine like most other sports that are real athletic, so to speak. Like a a year off can do a lot to you. So he's their test driver. So he still does, he does all the sim work. um, And the F1 brought in a rule this year where their reserve drivers had to do at least three free practice sessions in. The Grand Prix, right? But in saying that, Tyler, question maybe for both of you: being benched for for a year and seeing what the top drivers can do, and being able to drive an F one car, would that boost your confidence? Like, as far as like during your training now you're driving f1 cars rather than f2 cars yeah. etc yep yep yeah, and not just being thrown in the deep end and saying you're our star that's true you're driving now it's not like yeah that's true it's very different to any other sport where if you play reserve grade it's a lower standard you're still driving the best of the best exactly week, week in week out like he, yeah yeah well see the the problem that he has is that because he was a part of the alpine development program um, Alpine doesn't have any feeder teams in F1. So Mick Schumacher was a Ferrari driver. He races for Haas, which is a team supplied engines to by Ferrari. Yep. Before that, there was George Russell, who um, was at Williams, which was a team supplied by Mercedes. Right. So all these big factory teams have other teams that they can put drivers in, whereas Alpine and McLaren don't have feeder teams, but they're their own factory teams. That's cool. Yeah, right. Good take. Good take. That makes sense. But so your Alpines, your Haas, all that sort of stuff, they're basically buying cars off the other teams. So they build their own cars, but they get the engines. Yeah, right. From a supplier. Much like is, a that, is that because they they can't afford it? Oh, it's just cost efficiency. They don't have the setups to build that. Or the volume, the, I suppose. Yeah, kind of the money that would go into building an engine yep. from scratch, whereas if you can get it from a proven supplier, that it, they're going to run that in their own cars and you get the same engine that's in you know, the top three teams' cars. Then why wouldn't you? 
I'll um I'll fire a question at you. Verstappen's well ahead, so he's more or less assuming all goes well. He's going to wrap up the championship for a second year running, if I'm right. Yeah, second year running. Second it, year running. It's looking more and more likely. Um, I don't think it's going to be a down to the wire last race. Yeah, like last know, year, a couple of points separating yeah. them. So you've got more of a log jam between the second spot and seventh spot, sixth spot. So you've got about thirty-two points between them. I want you to give me a prediction, second fr- through to fourth. Second through to fourth would be Leclerc. Yep. Or either Perez. It'll be Perez or Signs in either one of those orders. So you're pre- you're predicting Signs jumps Russell. Yep. Yep. And then so if you've got Signs and Perez in third and fourth, fourth and fifth and sixth. You think Hamilton can yeah, jump Russell? Russell? Uh, I don't know. They've been neck and neck the last couple, so I think he probably will jump him, but it'll be pretty close. Yeah. They're the same team. Yeah, both Mercedes. Why is Russell being Hamilton? Uh, he started the season a lot better. Yeah. So same, I, is that Those are the exact same cars? More or less, yeah. Yep. So I think with a team like that, um, they would bring developments in on the car at the same time, whereas some of the smaller teams would put an upgrade on one car to test it and then put it on the other one once they know it works. Is a Red Bull car that superior mm. compared to, say, your Ferrari and your Mercedes? The Ferrari seems to be faster. Right. But they just can't put it together. It's so it's more a driver fault. More a dri- yeah. No, it's, it's a lot... It's a bit of both. So weekend before last, the French Grand Prix, Verstappen won. Leclerc was about eight seconds ahead of him and spun out, crashed into a wall. See, that's what I like to see. I like to hear that there's, not driver error, but there's driver superiority. Is that that the right word? I don't know. Superiority? (laughs) Well, look, even this weekend, Verstappen winning um, had just overtaken Leclerc for the lead was I think it was the same lap he overtook him that it got to the second last corner and he spun out. But then overtook him again. It, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, Tyler. Yeah. It, you're I, I saying, I, you're I, saying that like because the V8 supercars, let's take for example, is all the same cars. No. no, they're not. But there's less – there's probably less it, difference between in, them. Yes, yeah, yeah. As in like there, there isn't just like – Ford coming in that has multi-million dollars. Yeah, exactly. And then there's Holden who, who has two dollars, you know what I mean? So more or less the same. And there's more, like you are saying, there's more driver errors and there's more drivers like, the, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. My speculation about the sport has always been the best, the better car will normally win. I won't say always win, but will normally win. And that's why I've struggled to get a grasp on it. Everyone will say, watch Drive to Survive, and it'll change your mindset. I haven't done that yet. It, but Drive to Survive is good, but it's like a it's a dramatised version of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. There is. So, like, prior to Verstappen winning last year, Mercedes won every year, hands down, by, like, just an unfathomable... And is idea. that because they had a better... Like, they had more money to build a better car and had top drivers? Yeah, so when they build, so they get the money every year, they change some of the rules a little bit, so they have to change the cars and 
but you can normally get around it. It's not that big a deal. Yep. This year, it was a complete overhaul. The car was not the same in any way, shape or form. Yep. So it was kind of level pegging, like everyone started from scratch. So in last year, it was heaps more interesting because you had Red Bull and Mercedes going the whole year. Just Yeah, Hamilton and Verstappen and went neck yeah. and neck to you, weren't they? Yeah, neck and neck the whole way. Um, this year, it's kind of slowed down a little bit because Ferrari's just been drive errors, pit errors, just stupid mistakes. Well, I Their suppose that there's always going to be years like that. It's no different to the Premier League, for example. Teams yeah, pull out ahead. City or Liverpool. By the whole. Absolutely. <laughs> by the whole everyone. world. Yeah. But a lot of it is actually um, the race for the midfield stuff. So... The teams that are fighting for fourth or fifth in the Constructors' Championship, like the battle between them is normally like just super intense because the difference between finishing fourth and fifth is, you know, upwards of $50 million for the season. Wow. Yeah. That big of a difference for the... Yeah, between fifth and sixth, like the amount of prize money. That and that can make a big difference to your following season when yeah. you're, you're signing drivers or building yeah, cars. Building car. Yeah, that is interesting. I reckon it's pretty cool that how they go through the whole season and there's no, there's no, there's no final. There's no like this is what you this is where you've sat the whole the whole season and then now it's okay. This is the last race. It's it's cool because it runs off a point system that goes. You've been so consistent during the year, you've come first. Yeah, yeah. much much like uh, the Premier League and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a reward for being consistent, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, love that. Uh, Cleve, anything else you want to tell the viewers about Formula One? We are going to have you on talking about the Formula One hopefully every week. Hopefully Cleve's a regular. Oh, there's, not, there's not going to be much happening in Formula One for the next few weeks. It doesn't matter. Cleve's, Cleve's made his debut and he's here to stay, we hope. <laughs> Until I'm in Albury. <laughs> uh, um, nah, nothing else really. No? There's, I could take you through everything, but it would just take too long. When's the so. next race? Um, three, four weeks. Okay. Oh, summer so break, yeah, isn't it? Summer yeah. break. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Perfect. Rolling into the NRL. Um, Brad, I want you to start us off. Wait, you far away. Nathan Cleary's suspension is five weeks enough or too much? You start. I'm going to say I agree with the I – I agree with the five weeks – yeah, I, I definitely agree with the five weeks. Um, he, he had a prior, uh, so he was more or less going to get four weeks. He had a prior. There's one week. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree that there was no malice in what he what he did. Um, he just got caught in a in a wrong tackle, a wrong situation. Um, and, yeah, I agree with the sanctions that was given to him. And um, he's getting a lot of backlash saying, like, you know, uh, five weeks is not enough. He should be missing final series. Like, Seriously. yes, he's a star player. You don't, you don't want to see that. And five weeks is definitely enough. Um, and I, I think they've got it right. Yep, I tend to agree. I think at first glance, when I saw it live, I didn't think five weeks would be the extent of the suspension. I was thinking more three weeks. Yep. But then after I saw it more, more and more and more, and I, I heard. Former players talking about it. 
Yeah, five weeks is just about spot on. Yeah, yeah. I but I completely, weeks, yeah. I completely neglect the statements or the things people are coming out and saying about Cleary being a dirty player. No, get no, a life. Like, get ha, a ha, life. He, he has he been. He hasn't been suspended for a very long time, as as in no, like, as in weeks. I, I don't think he's um, ever been suspended. Yeah, so like, as as let's say one or two weeks, whatever comes up high, hits someone high, accidental. Um, but he's he's not that type of player. And if you watch rugby league, you know that. Yeah. So um, imagine imagine if he got two weeks. Imagine what everyone would be coming out. So I think NRL definitely got it right with five weeks. And the initial hit was actually good technique. Yeah. Up around the hit, yeah. he, he carried on with it and he lifted him. Yep. Heat at the moment, whatever it may be, but he's not a dirty player. I yep. think five weeks is just about right. Probably still more than I expected. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Five weeks. I, I wasn't sure if you were uh, you were in on that. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's hard. It. I don't know what you're meant to do with that. Like, is you know, arguably the best player in the game. Yep. And you take him out of it for five weeks. Well, I I I think the the NRL. We go on what I was saying. I think they got it right because. They've taken out the fact that he is a star player. Yeah. They're just setting the standard. Like what I was saying to Cleve, if he gets two weeks for that and some other player does it, let's say Jared Woolery or Highgraves, let's say he does it next week, mate, he's getting life like that (laughs) bloke. Yeah, but he's a grub. (laughs) But, like, you know what I'm saying? They've taken that out of consideration and have gone, we're not going to make him miss finals. Because that it's not it's I'd, not to that extent. I'd either. hope I'd, I'd hope that that didn't that wasn't a consideration there. I don't want them to make the ruling much like they did with the Billy Slater shoulder charge a couple of years ago, and they more or less said, "Yeah, you can play because it will be your last ever game." Yeah, well, like any other player that's a week or two, and he got nothing. Well, they did it with Cam Smith when he won. He lost the grand. Oh, he didn't play the grand final. Like you know what I'm saying? It's the right call. Yeah, they're taking they're taking the star player out of the game and just going. He's an average Joe. What, yeah. What is it? This is the, this is this is what it what it is. So and it's good because it sets a standard because you don't want to see players. No, you don't. Yeah. You, I mean, we've seen some pretty gruesome injuries with that yeah. sort of stuff. Yep. Without naming players and diving yep. into that, but yeah, I think five weeks is just about right. Two prong question: What does this mean for Penrith going forward? Start with you as a Penrith fan, Cleve. Isn't he a Titans fan? <laughs> 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 that was Go only on. that was only because Preston Campbell said. So. Yeah, what a weapon! Were you a legit Titans fan at one stage? I yeah, not really, but kind of a Mate. little bit. I loved Preston Campbell. That was it. He's every got, every got, podcast I leave lose more and more respect for you fellas. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the tattoo. What are you doing to me? <laughs> uh, that was not to be spoken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so five weeks that'll take him to the first week of finals. What do you think this means for Penrith? Does it mean something? Nothing? They're going to be in the finals no matter what. So, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but, yeah. It's it's not great with Luai out as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of direction their halves will have now. Well, they'll have O'Sullivan and what's that other guy's name? Man? Ooh. Oh, sorry. Let me get fucking concerned this. Yeah. So, well, well, with saying that, 
It's not like Nathan Cleary is out injured and he's coming into a final series injured. Oh, they've like, actually named Jamin Salmon. Yeah. At from, 5'8". I thought they would name... Uh, came over from the um, Parrot Eels. Yeah, right. Um, Kurt Falls is who I thought that name. Kurt Falls, that's it. Um, yeah, it's not like he's coming in injured. He's going to come in refreshed. It's probably going to be his best series because he's so refreshed. Um, Jerome Luai... He will probably struggle a little bit because he's coming in from an injury. Um, but like Lee was saying, they're going to be there no matter what. Um, they're going to put up a tough series. I don't. I don't think this will will hold them back. I think so. it might actually be a good thing um, that way. Penrith can get a couple of their random losses out of the way out before of the way. they go yeah. into the finals. Yeah. So I think looking at the ladder now, they've only really got to win one of the next five to cement the minor premiership. They're six points ahead of Cowboys at the moment. Unless Cowboys, and they'll beat them on four and against, I would assume. So assuming Cowboys don't go five from five, they should be sweet. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think it means too much. I mean, they're that far ahead of the pack. We've been saying it in the last few weeks of the podcast. It's Penrith and the rest. Yeah. It's yeah. Penrith up here and it's the Anybody next else. bunch of teams, Cowboys, Sharks, Storm, if you want to throw Broncos and Eels in there, some people want to throw the Rabbitohs in there now. But there's there's levels to this. And hey, Penrith hey, are that hey, far ahead. Hey, what about the Roosters? Who? <laughs> the Roosters? Am I going to go fuck myself for the second time with this podcast? <laughs> Roosters are in the top eight. Let's go. Yeah, well, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> the Roosters... Oh, you drag supporters, I tell you. <laughs> Just a bit salty. Those Anzac Day lost, they hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah. oh, look, I won't, uh, I won't throw shade on the Roosters because they were my tip to make the grand final with Penrith at the start of the year. We're coming in hot. We're coming in hot. Hey, they got a good team. Throw cheese in there next season, see what happens. But this season... Yeah, we're talking about this season. It's Penrith and the rest. So, yeah, I, I don't think it means a whole lot for them. In saying that, there is such thing, as we know, as match fitness and timing... And all that sort of business. You got your two, your two starting halves. Mm. Your, first, your your best player, as Cleve said, maybe the best player in the world at the moment. And you got Jerome Luai, who is all energy. Missing for five weeks. I don't know. You can lose some mojo there. I don't think it means a whole lot, but I could definitely see it resulting in a a week one final loss, for example. Lucky they'll be in Lucky, first yeah. position or top four and, and they'll get a second chance at it. And I still think they'll make the grand final and win the whole thing. But it'll be interesting. I think it makes the whole NRL season a bit more interesting. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so we've covered that. Jason Demetrio. Do any of you guys watch the, the yeah. Rapidos game? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> what, what is doing? Yeah. What is Adam doing? <laughs> what is Adam doing? <laughs> Seriously, you've right. got you've got maybe the form fullback in the comp right now. And he's only played. Weeks. He's only played what, two games, three games from when he's come back from the US. So to this, be, this to be doing that. Oh, oh, this man. is how it happens. So Jed Cartwright gets taken off with a HIA or an injury or something along those lines. So you don't move your back rower to second row or edge back row. You don't bring Cody Nikarima on and throw him in the centres. What do you do? You take one of the best fullbacks in the game and you throw him in the centres for the second half of a big game and you move Cody Nikarima, who's a halfback, maybe a hooker, very rarely a fullback, to fullback. Probably 
a bench player, if that. Well, he's a 14 at best. Like, it's just... And it, it can't be a... Co- I mean, they ended up getting it to Golden Point, but it can't be a coincidence that they were struggling to score points in that second half, and Sharks are a good defensive side. But it it yeah. was definitely a head-scratcher, like... <laughs> I understand. I understand. In state of origin, where where you know he's before coming to the Rabbitohs, he was the best center there was. Oh, he's a center in origin because yeah. he's got Teddy at the back. Exactly right. This and is an origin. So this is not origin, and to be doing that in a in such a tight game, and you know that 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 loss could potentially get them the roll on of losing games, and it it's massive because. They're only, they're only, I think they're seventh or sixth. So if they had a won that game, right, they're sitting on the same points as the Sharks. Oh, no, sorry, as the Storm, Broncos and Eels. They actually jumped the Eels into sixth and they're two points behind the Sharks in third. Yeah, that's, that's how that's much of a crazy. difference to their it season that, that would have made. Yeah, it is crazy. You don't move your best player to a, I'm not going to say a uninvolved position, but you don't move your best player to an, Position that he doesn't play now, like I, I know, I know he had a few cracks at field goal and stuff like that, and the ball was in his hand. But it was before you, that that counted. Yeah, though. exactly right. He, if he stays in fullback, that that game doesn't go to Golden Point. It doesn't. And so I, I wonder in Latrell's mind, and you know, getting put into that situation and going. What the actual fuck? Do you think it was a request from Latrell? Do you reckon he's carrying an injury? No, that's not it, even though. There is no there is no way you're going, actually. I'm, yeah, leave me on the field but put me in centres. Like if yes, you're injured, yes, you come no, off. Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't think that's a – no. Yeah, I he thought that – ball in his hand. I and, thought that was real strange. And he didn't have the best night, to be perfectly honest, outside of the field goals. He didn't, he didn't look on – for a good portion of um, doesn't matter. He's got that one exactly. He's got that one play in him that breaks open up the game, and that that's all they needed in that game. And if we know that, the head coach of an NRL team surely knows that. Yeah. So it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but bit of a head it'll be scratcher. it'll be interesting to see if if Jed Cartwright is out for this week. Obviously, Campbell Graham, as far as I'm aware, is out this week as well. Like, if you're going to go through the effort of moving him to centre during the game, like, are they going to start him at centre this week? Surely not after seeing that performance. Like, but if they won, would they have been? Oh, What's a go know. there? I just I can't. Know. I don't know how you can get a 14 to go play fullback while you've got the, I'm going to say the second, third best fullback there is right now and go, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to play you in the centre. If your fullback's Cody Ramsey, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> But your fullback is an animal. Yeah. Absolute animal. One of the best talents in the last, what, 20 years as far as pure talent goes. And he's in form and he's fit. Like, would you rather have Nick Aremus sweeping around the back like Latrell <laughs> Mitchell? Like, seriously? Well, it, 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 uh, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That yeah, was a big in, Adam Dewing moment. Yeah, Adam Dewing. I like that. I like that. I thought of... um. You know how the old – I thought of this today. I don't know if it's original or not, but you know how you say you're going on a Larry. How about we're going on a Larry Nance Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> Brad's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> what do you 
What are you doing this week? Going on, on a Larry Nance Jr. You like that? Just, just go on and smash it in. Yeah. Ian Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, obviously, uh, obviously, Adam doing took better to the crowd than Larry Nance Jr. did. What about the Tigers getting up, eh? Yeah, well, good on them. Fucked around with my multi. Yeah, this week. A few people as well. Yeah, it's not just what? me. Fuck Jack and his crystal ball. Seriously. Yeah, so. He fucked me this week. Yeah, the, we- the week before, I didn't follow him and I fucked myself. <laughs> this week, I'm fully on board. Nah. Now I'm sitting like three behind the lead. And what is there? Five weeks to go. Yeah, in my. um. Jack still wanted me to roll through Jack's crystal ball tips today. Brad, we're rolling through Brad's crystal ball tips today. Okay. Here we go. But Here before we, go. we do that, before we do that, one quick question. Cowboys, are they actually the real deal? Can they challenge Penrith? Yes or no? No. Let's hear that from a non-Penrith supporter. <laughs> I am completely biased and have nothing valuable to add to that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with no as well. If Penrith are on, there's no, there's no team in the comp touching them. There's none. The only thing I'll say about the Cowboys is they play such a free-flowing game of footy, which could definitely come back to bite them, particularly in a finals game. But you just never know when they get it right. Like, I could easily see them rattling off 28 points in a finals game against Penrith just because that night they're on and they get it right. They're going to throw the ball around and they're going to live or die by it. So are they the real deal? Probably not, but I'd love to see it. Okay. The Tigers and Broncos game, what do you take on that, Tyler? Where, where do you see the Broncos? Because on the fo- on previous podcast you said... They're not the real deal. And so having <laughs> this loss against the Tigers. I think we, I, I'd love to sit here and say, told you so. But, you know, Tigers are that team that they're just, I mean, they beat Para this year. Who else did they beat? They beat another good team. Oh. Anyway, they beat Para this year. They're the sort of team that's been playing well enough to probably beat a few teams, but they just haven't gotten over the line. After the Cowboys game, they were due a win. Does this cement my take on the Broncos as being the sort of team that's going to fall out on the back end of the season because of their inexperience? Probably not. But in saying that, I can still see Broncos losing a few in a row here. Yeah, me too. I I think this is, this, like I said with the other teams, this is the roll-on to losing some games, I think. Yeah. The, that was That was massive. That was huge. But not even because of the Tigers game. Like you said, Brad, I saw it coming a few weeks ago. It didn't happen. Yep. I think this could just be it. This is a crystal ball. This is the crystal ball that I was seeing. But I was looking in a week's time, but I should have looked further down that big old ball and looked three weeks down the track when they were going to lose to the Tigers. You're just wearing the wrong glasses, mate. Yeah. Little Smokey, the Raiders. Smokey or no? Smokey four. Top eight. I could see him making the top eight. Yeah. As it currently He's knocked st- out of the first round. Yeah, as it currently stands. I don't know, it's sort of interesting outside of the really the top two. It's pretty interesting if you look at the ladder because even the team sitting if I pull it up here. So you've got the Roosters on twenty two, the Raiders on twenty two. 
So, so we're just better on for and against. So you look at the Sharkies, right? They're on 28 points cemented in third. You look back at the Rabbitohs, four points behind and they're in seventh. It's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty tight pack from third through to seventh. Imagine if they then, got up on the weekend, like you said. So they would be sitting equal with the Sharks because the Sharks take off the two points that they want on the weekend. So they would be sitting on 26. Rabbitohs will jump up 26 points equal. Yeah. Right? Obviously that the Sharks have a better for and against on 107 and the Rabbitohs on 70. But the Sharks are playing the Dragons, so they're probably no chance of getting a win. <laughs> uh, classic. Classic but yeah, Dragons it, That game was massive for them. Yeah, it was, um, it was actually a way bigger game than people probably realise because they win that game. They're a serious threat to push into top four so long as they keep up their form. This week they got the Warriors. I'm pretty sure they got a reasonable run home. The Rabbits? Yeah, because they got Warriors this week. I think they've only got two more teams in the top eight, if I remember correctly, after that. Trying to look it up here. So they have... So Warriors. So they've got the Warriors. Then they got the Eels. Okay. Then they got Penrith. Then they got the Cowboys. And then they've got the Roosters. So it's not a good run. <laughs> that was that was a Brad take. <laughs> <laughs> I actually completely uh, winged that. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to have to fact check it. But, yeah, not a good run home. Um, so if you've got the Raiders coming in at ninth. To be fair, I could see him knocking off the Roosters. Yeah. I could see him knocking Parra. off Para. I could see him knocking off even the Storm in current form. I don't think they'll be. Oh, they could knock off the Penrith. Nah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now they're good. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Still a shit take. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you got Sea Eagles coming in at 20. And then on the same points, the Dragons. So, yeah. That was Big noise few. a dragon makes. Big few weeks. I'm loving I'm loving <laughs> it. Coming in, coming into September, I'm loving it. Yeah, I, I, I just wish that – I feel like in, in past years there was – between the, the favourite and the next sort of two to three teams, it felt a bit closer. But again, assuming Cleary rolls and Luai rolls straight back into that side and they're back to doing Penrith things, it just seems too easy for them. They've just figured out club footy. Nathan Cleary has figured out club footy. He just knows how to win. He never changes the game plan. Down 12, doesn't matter. They're still going to roll through the middle, kick to the corners, make smart plays, play the exact same... They're gonna they're gonna play the exact same backline movements every single play, and it's sort of like come and stop me. Yeah, it's just, it's really impressive. They always have kind of been that way, but I don't know if you remember the year before they made the grand final against the Storm, mm. and I think they were the leading scoring team in the second half. Were they in, in the whole comp? They were going through. That was sort of the start of their rise. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had the most come from behind wins. And yeah, just. I think this is a really good example. You know how players get labelled like, oh, this guy's a bust and he's played like three seasons in the, in the NRL. Nathan Cleary made his debut at 18. So he's been in the NRL for, for six seasons six, now. Yeah. And we're yep. just now starting to see the best of him. Especially if you're playing a spine position, so whether it be six, seven, nine, or even fullback, you got to give these guys 
a good four years before you can determine whether they're a bust or whether they're gonna they're gonna make something of themselves. Yeah, totally. Perfect agree. example. Well, well, looking at it, so Joey Johns, I, I know he's an immortal, but he was playing nine for the Blues at at the start of his yeah, like, just to fit career, him in the squad, just to fit him in at nine. And you're thinking Joey Johns, like obviously it took him some time to go. Like this is my game. This is how we're all going to play. You guys are going to all chip into what I'm doing. Yeah. But to be playing nine and to be pushed out of your position as an immortal now, it's crazy. Like you're saying, it does take a long time for these guys to go. This is my team. Get around it. I think. I think you're seeing clubs probably dive too deep into or or, or jump to conclusions about players too early on as well. Welcome, Jackson. Hey, how was your sashimi, you cockhead? Oh, okay, I don't think I ever muted you to begin with. Yeah, go on. I can hear you right now. No, no I can't hear him. No, no, I just muted everyone. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> too many whiskeys, eh? No. Oh, just in time. We're we're about to go through the crystal ball, but we don't want to listen to you. Yeah, we're actually it's we've changed it to Brad's crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> Had a shocker of the week. Um, to go to go back onto the NRL on the questions that we have. Storm signing players from the Tigers on a loan contract. What are your thoughts, Tyler? So I'm assuming you're referencing David Norfoluma. Yep. If he's if he's sitting there in reserve grade for the Tigers and the Tigers get something out of that, I'm sure there's some sort of comp- compensation. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I'm yeah. not against that at all. Yeah, not in the slightest. I think that NRL are probably a bit late to the party as far as that sort of stuff goes. On a loan loan contracts, like loan like loans transfers, like the whole NRL signing system and club transfers in general is so far behind. It is disgusting. It's so outdated. And you look at, I don't want to compare to the NBA and NFL because they're obviously a lot years ahead. But like we've seen that for years. Well, well, to not even go to those overseas sports, the AFL. I know that NRL can't do a draft. I, that won't work. Like it, yeah, because they don't, it, they don't it, have the grassroots systems yeah, that, that are set up for that. Yeah, it just won't work. But their transfer window is so much better than ours. Oh, yeah. Like, you got players in the NRL who can sign on, right, and their contract ends in 2023. But in 2022, as soon as November 1st comes around, they can sign on to another team. Imagine playing in, in a team where you're a year away from going but you're still playing in that team. That it needs to change. It's more than twelve months in some cases. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. Yep. Definitely needs to change. Uh, Brad's crystal ball tips. I've got them up in front of me. I've got my tipping app up. I need to get ahead. Brad, Roosters, Broncos. Have I seriously been replaced? I'm, I'm not taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> How was your sashimi, you fuckhead? <laughs> We've actually been talking to shit about you all episode. That's okay. No, nah, I'm just kidding. We it actually was actually happened. fucking awesome. We actually said at the beginning, I think, I think we said that he'd like to be here and we'll miss him. Yeah, maybe, we, maybe we didn't say we'll miss you. <laughs> I did. I wanted to be here. <laughs> we did not fucking say that. <laughs> 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 all right. So 
I'm gonna Roosters go, Broncos. I'm gonna go with the Roosters. I like it. Yeah, they're they're running into this six in a row. I think. Yeah, they're running in in his finals. Red hot. Joey Manu's playing unreal. Teddy's playing good. Um, Joseph Swali had a had a quiet game last week. He'll bounce back. Yep. Um, yeah, we we're going in red hot. Storms Titans. <laughs> I'm going going with the Storms. They're paying a dollar eleven to Gold Coast, paying six dollars fifty. Put the house on it. Yeah. Uh, Titans, Manly Eels. <laughs> so this is the a game. Cleves team. This is literally a game that can go either way, and I think it'll be a high scoring game, high, very high scoring game. Don't say what I think you're going to say. And I am going to go with Manly <sighs> playing at Four Pines, Four Pines Park. <laughs> And I'm going to go with Manly. That's huge. Really, Brad? Yeah. Well, I've got a comp well, to win. No, no, no. Mitch <laughs> Moses is out this week. So, Brad, um, Jacob Arthur is in the halves. Jacob, ha- Jacob Arthur, yes, okay, he's he's in the NRL. We defended him last week. Right. Keep that in mind. He, what can he do? Pass and kick a ball. That's all. <laughs> and you got Dylan Brown there who won't take over the team. That's true. That's a good take. So, Okay. Uh, I, this is actually on the NRL tipping app. This is the one game I have to choose a margin. Which one? Uh, Manly Eels. I'm going to go Manly by 12. 12? Yep. Okay. Rabbitohs, Warriors, please. Rabbits. No questions. Continue. Canberra versus Panthers. This will be interesting. This will be a close. Uh, this will be. This is going to be a very interesting game to see. Uh, Jacob. Uh, sorry. Is that his name? Jacob Sa- Salmon? Oh, no. What was that? Salmon. What's his first name? Jamin Salmon. That's Salmon. It. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> being in the halves with Sullivan, I don't think they've played a game together in the halves. No. Um, so, I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to back the Penrith here. It's Penrith. really sounded like you were about to say Canberra. No, I'm going to back Penrith. And I was about to say I'm then all again, for it. Then again, 525 at GIO Stadium. And Canberra won five in a row or something? By the time it gets to the second half, it is going to be fucking cold. <sighs> it is going to be freezing. It gets pretty there. cold at the, fo- at the foot of the mountains too. Not as bad as Canberra. No. <laughs> no. Okay. A so couple of degrees. Can, can, we, uh, can we rain check that? Give you a... Uh, a little bit to think about that one because that's yeah, close. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got Cronulla and St. George, Points Bet Stadium going with Cronulla, already sold out. Uh, it's going to be an awesome game. 7.30 kickoff on a Saturday. Yeah, can't argue yeah. with that. Bulldogs, Cowboys. Doggies have been looking good. Mm. Doggies have been looking good. But I can't go I can't go past Cowboys. Yeah. I really can't. This is actually – this last one is actually really interesting. Tigers, Knights – no Ponga for Knights. No Jackson Hastings for the Tigers. I'm going with the Tigers. It's at Campbelltown Sports Stadium. There's going to be a lot of people there. We should go. Yeah. Tigers all day. Tigers all day. Yeah, 100%. percent i got touch training at five, so I won't be there. Uh, It'll finish at eight, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Jack, what time did you come today? I told you I couldn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. <laughs> Brad's original... <laughs> it started with Brad Yeah About 6.30 or 7 And I'm like Beauty Early kick off tonight Thank God Get a good night's sleep Bloke rocks up At like 
Yeah, well, sorry that my touch... Touch training. Touch training. Touch games go for like 14 minutes and it takes (laughs) you two hours to train. (laughs) Just for reference, everyone, it's 10.43 p.m. Yeah. And I had a dinner reservation in the city at 7 o'clock and I'm back here on the podcast. Yeah. Trying to redeem himself. Yeah, 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 exactly. um, (laughs) We don't want to hear your crystal ball. All right. um, In my tipping comp, uh, it's the first game on a Thursday, 7.45 at the SCG. The Roosters versus the Broncos, I need a difference in the game. Are you asking my opinion? Yes, please. I'm going to roll with... I think Robbo's going to be pretty disappointed in that that game against Manly the previous week, considering the players out. Yep. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say a 14-point margin. 14. Okay. I'm back it. Sam, Sam Walker can't kick a ball. <laughs> He's shocking. <laughs> He's been better this year, but I'm still not a great 14 kicker. 14 points. Should I make him my joker this round? <laughs> do you have a joker card? Yeah. What does that do for you? Doubles the points. And with my tipping comp, it doesn't play off the games that you've won that week. It goes off sports bet. Oh, really? So if you back a roughie and they get up, let's say $6, you're getting six points for that round instead of a dollar whatever. How good's that? Yeah, awesome. That's a cool way to do it. Yeah. So if you if you're sitting, you know, a couple of rounds to go, it includes final series and includes um state of origin. But yeah, if you're coming fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere down below there, and you just need to back a few roughies and they might get up, yeah, it's cool. We're gonna skip over Commonwealth Games because we're running overtime to the max as per usual. And we're gonna do a, a, a bigger recap next week. So, moment of the week, we'll go to my left as per usual. Cleve, what's your moment of the week? Uh, I had Tony Finau, one yep. of his quotes after he won. Um, he said, a winner is just a loser who kept on trying, and that's me. I nice. love that. Yeah. It's very inspirational. Yeah, it's, is, so. is that not tattoo worthy? <laughs> if you like writing and quotes on your body, get that. <laughs> You'd have to get it pretty big to be able to read it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not one that you can put on your wrist and be oh. like, oh, inspirational. <laughs> you could wrap it. You could wrap it around on a diagonal sort of angle. <laughs> Have it as a bracelet. <laughs> so, yeah, Cleve, like Cleve, what, what was the what was the quote again? A winner's just a loser who kept on trying, and that's me. Wow! Imagine getting tatted "loser" on you. <laughs> that that was the first thing that sprung to mind. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine calling yourself a loser. Yeah, but well, I am a loser, so <laughs> I, I, I like his take though. It's yeah, nice. yeah, hundred percent. He's uh, probably a shit kicker like all of us. <laughs> Brad's a self-proclaimed self-proclaimed shit kicker. Oh, definitely, I'm below average. <laughs> okay, Jack, moment of the week. Come back to me. Okay, fair enough. Tyler, my moment of the week is actually the Manly Seagulls against all odds. All the controversy. Controversy. Yeah, she. Like Trishimi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a real big dig. They showed a lot of heart. They only lost 20 to 10 against a near full strength Roosters. Um, a lot of shit going on over the club. Special shout out to DCE. That was a really a real big captain's nog. Knock. Knock. Yep. I'm losing my words now. And he came, he came out. I don't want to touch on it, but he came out saying that it's everyone's choice. It was a, re- a really professional yeah. how he yeah. came out and addressed the media. Yeah. 
Yeah, they only let in two points in the second half against a full strength Rooster side. Yeah. They'd set what, seven players out because of the whole controversy and controversy. <laughs> and uh another few players out through injury. So yeah. I was really impressed. That's um that was a really good effort by them. My moment of the week, not touching on it this week, but is part of the Commonwealth Games is that uh the the guys relay team um winning gold and also the uh the females or the yeah, the women's um four by four by two hundred also winning gold. So Yep, yep, all, all the Aussies out there. Not to mention uh, the world record that we broke. Yeah, huge, massive. So, Actually, I, I might have another one if that's... If yeah, that's yeah, go, right. go, go. Um, the women's game between England and Germany, that was the highest attended European game of the year. Wow. Yeah, 85,000 people. Shit, that is awesome. How good is that? What sport? sport. In uh, the women's soccer. Jesus Christ. Yeah. How good, honestly. How good. So, and honest, like. I love that. Should be, that should be the attendance all the time. Like 100%. Yeah. I back it. Love it. Love it. That is the moment of the week, if you ask me. Yeah. That's huge. Jacko. Go on, make it up on the fly. Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've, we've been there before. Probably the hole-on-one rocket mortgage and the bloke fucking threw his club after it. Yes, oh, we've already we've touched on that. Uh, so I don't, <laughs> yeah, but that's probably my moment of the week. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's cool. It's yeah. good. Something good. I'd do. <laughs> Except I wouldn't get the hole-in-one part. <laughs> Speaking of that with bad etiquette, was playing golf on Friday at Nelson Bay. Shout out Gooey's Buck Party. Um, friend of the, actual friend actual of the podcast. podcast. Um, <laughs> one of the guys who was in our scramble team, never played golf before, hit a bad shot, decided he wanted to launch his wedge like he did with every other club, except he threw it at the green. Oh, oh no. no. He dug up like a good square metre of grass. And Is it he, name and shame him? Oh, it was Jovi. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, golf. greenskeepers did not get enough of a rap for just maintaining golf courses, especially lately in summer. they got to pull up with a lot of shit, don't they? Mate, they fucking... If you're a greenskeeper and you listen to this, fucking keep doing what you're doing because you're doing a really fucking good job. I appreciate nice. it. We, we appreciate you. Damn it, which button is it? <laughs> it's, the yellow, it's the yellow one. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I reckon that could be your moment of the week. That was that good. Thank you. Nice. Well, my actual moment of the week would probably be... Melbourne, like personally, but I'm sure oh. you guys have already touched on personal stories and whatnot. So no, not too no, much. Not actually. too much. No. I, I reckon a good moment of the week would be the Hawkers recap. Yeah, the, the Hawker review. The Hawker review. Should we give a quick Hawker review? <laughs> How was your first run well, in the Hawkers? I originally bought size 12 and here I am sitting with size 11 on my feet. My left's a little bit more tighter. I just think it's because I t- strangled the fuck out of them. And when I when I tighten my shoes too much, I get like a little a little butt cheek on my bottom of my feet. <laughs> yeah, no, that yeah, you know, no, that actually yeah, that yeah? actually happens. That happens with my footy boots. Yeah, so they so. like the inside, the very center of of my of my sole, 
is super tight because my like my outside skin's like making a butt cheek to it, and yeah, it's really uncomfortable. So I had a bit of that. Do you think you just need to not tie your shoelaces so much? Yeah, but it's too big. Like I fall out of it. My ankle slips out of it. Mm. So, so, so do you think that the the actual hocker shoe is too wide for your foot? No, I think it's too slim. Because like my foot's like I know on itself, saying. you know what I'm saying? You're folding your, your foot over. Yeah, like my that. my foot's uh, folding so in on your foot. So, so yeah. you do actually need the... Wide shoes, yeah. The Bondi's. <laughs> But overall, overall, I'd probably give it a... The high heels of running shoes. Yeah. I'd probably give it a a proper solid eight. Yeah, right. They're not going to sponsor it. I'm I'm going to... Well, they will after they hear what I have to say. Have you gone for a run in them yet? Yeah, couple. He sleeps in them. (laughs) He sleeps in them. He's actually taking a shower in hot steam so they mould to his feet. (laughs) Like a mouth guard. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like um, it's like a cloudy with a chance of meatballs where he's got the spray-ons and he can't <laughs> take them off. Yeah, <laughs> the Flintstone, my clothes. <laughs> nah, they're awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Like, it just made me – it made me run quicker. It made me energised. It was like I drank a monster. Do you think it's – Oh, yeah. Do you think that's all head noise though? Yeah, probably. It'll probably disappear, but it was actually – a really enjoyable experience running those shoes. And I've had ASICs, good running shoe, not a bad running shoe. I ran in ASICs, yeah. Yeah, put, put insoles in them and the whole the whole deal. These just shit on them. Yeah. There <laughs> just you go. shit on them. The stability, they propel you forward just as they advertise. Really impressive. I'll tell you what, the head noise in running is mm. at an all-time high at the moment. Massive head noise. <laughs> Do you guys run with headphones in? Yeah. yeah. I can't. I have to. I can't. I used to be completely against it. I got to listen to myself breathe. <laughs> like I got to go through the motions of like, like every I'm gonna I'm talking shit here, but every three steps it's got to be like a that that ties me out more. If I take my headphones out and I listen to myself grunting as I run, I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And if I listen to it, I get an awkward boner. <laughs> <laughs> like Tyler's grunting, not my own. <laughs> He's actually got he's actually got Tyler's grunting, grunting recorded, yeah. so that's all he hears <laughs> yeah. when he's running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so me and Cleve put together this segment: <laughs> things you don't know but probably should. A non-sport edition. <laughs> I forgot about this part. <laughs> so I'll start. Did you guys know that beer tax in Australia is going up? Really? To what? Don't know. It's <laughs> just going up. <laughs> just going up. Yeah. Like everything I, else in the next world. Next one. I think it's going up by 4%. What's so the next one? The expected price you can pay for a pint of beer in a pub will be close to $15. Holy shit. Yep. Well, that's more. Well, than I thought. That, well, that's a pint. Down in Melbourne, when we went for dinner on a Saturday, it was $12 a beer. So. Don't they call pints over there? Isn't a schooner a pint over there or something? It's no. pints and pots. A pint yeah, and pots, yeah. yeah. No, it definitely was a schooner. Fuck. Uh, 12 yeah. bucks, where at? When we went to dinner on Saturday night. Oh, the restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the restaurants, restaurants are, are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I paid 11 bucks for a Sapporo tonight. Pretty good beer. Pretty good food. How was this? So fucking good, man. Yeah. We pay, how much did we end up paying? Two... 
212, a couple. <sighs> I'm full. Damn, that's I'm, good because on Saturday <laughs> I wanted a fucking Big Mac after dinner. I'm so full. Had the whole dessert. Chloe didn't love it, so I pumped it. And um, oh, so good. Love it. Love to hear it. And what love Jack it. just said was the next and last point of things you don't know but probably should non-sports edition. Anyway, quick fire questions. We only had one point. Okay, so I've come up with just a real quick would you rather's uh, sports edition, right? We'll go to my left again, starting with Cleve, John Rahm or Justin Thomas? JT. Every day. What time frame? Call it. End of end of last year, Rahm. No, pretty fucking no just insane. go In the last pri- two years. No, just go prime and prime. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, go JT. prime and prime. JT. JT. Okay. Sure. Tyler? J- JT. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> uh, okay. Prime Russell Westbrook or prime Kyrie Irving? Prime Kyrie. Yeah. Or Cleese first. Kyrie. Yeah. Don't skip me, you dog. I wasn't skipping you. It's an open discussion. <laughs> I'm going with Russ. Yeah, me too. I'm going with Russ. I don't, these, I don't, are, these are quick fires. You can't. You can't. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember uh, Kyrie Irving winning an MVP. I remember him winning a chip with... Um, LeBron James as his teammate in his prime. Anyway, moving on. Uh, prime uh, Jared Hayne or prime Ben Barber? I would say, actually, going back to this Russell Westbrook thing, <laughs> MVP Russell Westbrook, you could almost debate that that man didn't do it by himself. Why is that? Because uh, Victor Oladipo, eight years before his prime, fucking put up 15 points a game? Please explain. No, I'm just saying <laughs> prime Kyrie Irving. He's fucking pretty good. And where we're, we're where, not, where was prime Kyrie Irving? With LeBron. Oh, the that's interesting. <laughs> that's that, that's interesting. Yeah, but he's that's not taken away from like his. Hey, are you talent. saying that? And his individual LeBron is not the best of all time. No, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. We've been through this. Okay. You don't get no, much debate. If, if you were to ask me who is the more talented player, Kyrie Irving, every day of the week, but yep. on court production in their prime. Russell Westbrook. It, the only reason I've said Kyrie is because I'm a Kyrie fanboy. Yeah. On stats and what he's done, Westbrook. Yeah. Kyrie, because he's mad. Yeah, yeah, from face value, it makes sense. Yeah. From the question that you did like, ask me. Kyrie's had a, a few seasons on his own. I think he had two at Boston and oh, he didn't re- and he had a couple early in his career at Cleveland, but he never, he never carried a team to the playoffs or anything along those lines. Russ did. And yeah. he averaged a triple double along the way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but look okay. at him now while shooting thirty five percent. Yeah, no, look well, at him now. actually because you forty six percent. You could almost debate the whole like he Russell's with LeBron now. Yeah, but he's also past his best. Yeah, we're saying prime, and he, he's never. It was never a good match for LeBron. That was no. dumb. Anyway, we won't dive into that too much. Uh, Jared Hayne or Ben Barber? Jared Hayne. Jared Hayne. <laughs> Jared Hayne. Jared Hayne. Jared Hayne. Yeah, Jared. I was hoping one of you say Ben Barber. Okay, you're you're starting a team, NFL team, brand new team, and you need to choose between having Bill Belichick, 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 Belichick as your coach, or Tom Brady as your star quarterback. Who are you choosing? Are we going like prime? prime? Yeah, or Tom Brady. I don't know. It's hard to. It's sort of because if you get Tom Brady in his prime, 
that was always with Bill Belichick. So, like he, like he would know everything that Bill Belichick knows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would have to go with Tom Brady, but, but, but if you go and start so, of the career, but it's also but then oh that's Bill true. also knows what Tom Brady's doing. Yeah, but like so, say if you went start of the career, so Bill Chap, Bell, oh, fucking whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> is obviously was coaching the NFL yeah, way before Tom Brady was in it. Yep. So he has a better understanding of the game and has taught pretty much everything that he knows to Tom yeah. to yep. make him such a great player. So if you're going from like rookie year. Bill Belichick, but if you go on prime Tom Brady, Tom Brady, because he already knows everything. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tom Brady because he's a player. He he does what he needs to do on the field. I know a coach is does his thing, but on the field, Tom Brady. And he's proven to not need Bill anymore. I was hoping one of you would say that yeah. because he walked into probably the most stacked team offensively and maybe even defensively on the open market. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. But your take, Tyler? Nevertheless, Tom Brady, I yeah. think you've got to take the guy who's on the field rather than the guy that's on the sideline. But it's hard to say. Like Bill Belichick, you give him a, a like a better quarterback than Mac Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never you never know what he could achieve. But like you give him a Deshaun Watson and who knows. Yeah. It could have can, been can you imagine Joe Burrow? Oh yeah. New England? That'd be interesting. Mm. I think mm. that's a that's one that goes to the Super Bowl that actually wins. Yeah. Well, he was in the Super Bowl, wasn't he? So yeah, actually, actually wins. wins. Yeah. Against Tom Brady. Um, against anyone. We'll, we'll keep it rolling. That's a good question, actually. Joe Burrow with Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady. I think Joe Burrow, early in his career, probably has the more talent, but talent's not everything. I think Tom Brady's got a certain mentality that's different. Yeah. And the just experience. Yeah. What's the tattoo you've got on you, Cleve? Is when losers are winners until they lose. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> <laughs> winner. Winners are losers until they until they work hard and win or something. And that's me. <laughs> now, what is it? A winner is just a loser who kept on trying, and that's me. Uh. <laughs> no, I, I meant I meant the not. other tattoo when 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 talent fails. Is when what's the saying? Oh, when talent fails is when you give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one he's got tatted on him. <laughs> Those exact words. Oh, do you have a tattoo or something like that? No. Oh, <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> I have Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> when talent fails, buy a lotto ticket and move on, just like we are from this question. Fox League or Channel 9, better listen for footy commentary. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm Channel 9. To it. I don't normally have the commentary on. Well, oh. you just listen to it in silence? No, he would be listening to it at the pub, so it's not really yeah. like loud and it's, yeah. Yeah, if I'm not at a pub. And, and, it's, really only, and it's only Fox League that they play because no ads. Mm. So All right, well, anyway, Jack? <sighs> Channel 9. Really? Yeah, I'd say they've done quite a bit to get their like pretty big names in the commentary box. I wouldn't say it's better, but I would say the personal experience. I don't think their TV naturals like. Remember Sam Friday on Channel Nine? That was the worst thing I've ever no. witnessed. But in saying that, he's he's dyslexic. So oh. whenever whenever <laughs> they yeah, yeah so so yeah he he 
he struggles to read oh he's he struggles to be put on the spot so he has to anything that he does live is they they've got a rolling screen behind him but like he was always he was always that. a bit of a natural as far as the footy show goes that's why like and then he got onto channel nine as a commentator and he just sort of shat the bed a bit well it's a bit like a podcast where you can talk shit yeah that's like true. if you got to go into into an interview or into a live stream it's yeah very difficult oh, so. sorry sam there you go um yeah mine would be mine would be fox league i hate listening to channel nine yeah agreed I can't stand Gus just ranting yeah. on the same thing. About He's got some good points, but he just he goes on and on about the same shit. Well, he likes to point out the obvious. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh. Remember when he used to do the State of Origin previews and every single year it was like... The blood, sweat and semen in the air. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. The main arena. State of Origin. Big pause and you just see the, like, the crowd in the background. Put it all on the line. Body on the line. I'm like, yeah, come on, Phil. Say something different this year, you fuckhead. <laughs> come on, Phil. Anyway, uh, best sport for a three to five league, same game multi. NBA. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to have to agree because of your take on last week's edition of the podcast saying that the, well, even the NFL as well is a lot easier to, a lot easier to bet on than sports. Oh, well. Rugby league, so yeah, yeah. Well, got everything's, NFL. everything's easy to bet on. It's just whether or not you win. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> just depending how much. It is. It is easier to bet. It's easier to win. Well, there's more NBA. markets. There's more markets. There's eighty. You there's eighty-two games times thirty teams, so you can always get yourself back in the arbor. You have that many statistical averages on what they put up. Yeah, it's it's not that I've ninety-five percent of the ones I've put on haven't come off. <laughs> Even though I'm playing their statistical averages, they're just not that accurate. I think NFL's easier. I like them both, but mm. that's it. Um, does anyone else want to throw something in there before I wrap it up? Before no. we wrap it up? I don't think so. Come on, Jack. We missed you this podcast. I, I want know. you to say something. I missed you guys. We we actually missed you. Oh. It's good. It's good having a little seat there and been taken so. well i'd like to actually say thanks for coming on cleve he's, he's, a, yeah, he's made a, his debut and he's here to stay with us he's a natural you should you'll hear it but his take on the f1 was awesome it was yeah. good good listen that's good even just sitting at the round table just listening to him it was good take what do we think about the round table in comparison to the rectangular cave table love the round table you get you get more of an opportunity to look at each other while while we're talking yeah, so it it's good easier. it's How more intimate feel? How do you feel, Tyler? Because you've lost your brown chair. Uh, that's probably the thing I'm most upset about is <laughs> the loss of brown chair. My back sore. <laughs> Spinal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, like a round table, there's less corners to hit your head on if you want to think about that sort of stuff. But other than that, it's about the same. Nice. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks again. I guess is that wrapping it up? Yep. Brought to you by Hocker One One. Get yourself a pair. Go for a run. Enjoy the comfort. We've actually got new sponsors of the podcast. Oh, do we? Yeah, Stone Cutters. That's not new. That's just the same sponsor that doesn't pay us any money. <laughs> <laughs> Hocker One Ones. Get yourself some Arahi Sixes. Run faster. Run better. See you later.